Alcohol Beyond This Point Podcast. This isn't two podcasters talking business. This is two business guys trying to podcast. You like your ice cubes there, buddy? Uh, Willows is the indemnable host of the day. He <laughs> did not make any ice. So we, I am drinking uh, chipped off the side of mini fridge freezer ice. <laughs> You know the kind. <laughs> I just chipped it off with a knife that probably wasn't clean either, but it's oh, probably fine, right? Great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, how is it different than other regular ice? We're going to find out. <laughs> we're going to see if it's any different. I'm going to let you guys know if it uh, negatively affects the taste of my mango habanero old smoky Tennessee whiskey. So he just bought, he's like, he comes in with a liquor mart bag and he says, you're going to love what I have. And I said, I probably won't. And it's a, what is it? It's an old smoky Tennessee mango habanero whiskey. And you want to sip it? I Not think so. Not save it for shots? <laughs> Both? Okay. 40%? Uh, I would assume or lower. so. Well, with mangoes and shit, I don't know. Um, it is... Oh, 35. Called it. Um, my name is Willows. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? My name is Tyler. And uh, welcome to Alcohol Beyond This Point, the podcast where we talk about business stuff, um, intoxicated, and then we sober up, and then we see if we come to the same conclusion. Wait. Um, wait. <laughs> That's exactly the opposite of what we do. Um, but we do get intoxicated on Tennessee Mango Habanero Whiskey, which I don't think is going to be great, but let's let's try I it. I have a whole fucking bottle of it, so it's, it better be. Do you want to do Shot Caller? first thing you wanna... <laughs> why not i'm curious okay let's do it oh so we usually don't do this till like an hour in but uh this is the segment that first, we smell it first impression stop what are you doing i couldn't see it it's fine mike's in the way oh it actually smells good yeah okay this is the segment that we call shot caller the segment where you the audience can pick the shot that we take uh this week's episode sponsored by Old Smoky Tennessee Whiskey with their famous Mango Habanero Whiskey. Um, usually we do this uh, segment a little bit farther in, but we are curious of what the fuck this tastes like. Yeah, and I've... We didn't want to waste the only two ice cubes we had by pouring shitty whiskey into it. <laughs> so if this isn't good, I also have some backup cognac for us to sip. Thank God. Okay. Uh, cheers. Salute. What a weird experience I just had. <clears throat> I think that's good. It's spicy. On the back, hey? Yeah. Like, you don't get any whiskey burn. You just get a fucking pepper burn. <laughs> you get a habanero burn. What a weird drink that was. That was really weird. It just tasted like artificial mango in the best way possible. Like, I, that's yeah. a compliment. It tasted like artificial mango on the front. And then on the back, no whiskey burn, just fucking pepper burn. Yeah, it's really smooth. What a weird fucking drink. I'm going to sip this and see how bad it is or good it is. But either way, this, I think, is going to stay in your bar. I don't want to take this home because yeah, it's going to sit there forever. That's fair. I, it's going to sit here forever as well. That's but exactly the point. We can just keep shooting it every so often yeah. on, the sh on the show. We'll, we'll, we'll have like a guest and we'll give it new this, shots. This is, like my, this is like the uh, classy bitch version of Fireball. Ooh, actually, that's an interesting take. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. That's that's a weird um, that's a weird thing. So here we are. Did you reload the ice? Yes, I reloaded the ice. Thank you. 
How long could it possibly take to make ice, right? We're going to find out. So anyway, welcome to episode 37. Um, we're starting off good because we've uh, taken a shot. We'll probably take another one. Because usually like around the end of the first topic, I'm like, let's transition in a shot car. Let's do a right. shot. Get, get loosey-goosey. So now I'm probably going to want to do the same thing in like half an hour. So. Sure. I'm, Perfect. I'm down. Um, I'm going to so, crack a fucking craft beer instead of this bullshit. What you're fucking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we just took more shots than the Afghan army did last week. Oof. Um, and uh, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> anyway, so transitioning. Yeah, I, I mean, like, what is there to say, right? The the U.S. boondoggled the the Afghanistan for twenty years, and then, right? Like, what's there to say that everyone already doesn't know? Yeah, I I mean, oof. You mix it, make a cocktail. We'll see. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think there's much to say. I there's, think, I think there's... everybody knows it was a dismal failure, and like. It what was the our friend sent us an article and for twelve years now the uh, you know people in the government whose job it is to analyze the effectiveness of a campaign have been saying this is like an utter failure for twelve years yeah so it's like okay yeah it is like it, there yeah there's nothing there's no opinions we can give that my my favorite you heard a hundred times my favorite part to reiterate is just that you know obviously the U S didn't go on a murder campaign they went to go stop uh, Al Qaeda right. So obviously there's gun battles. They executed some people, but it wasn't just like a murder campaign, right? Well, they threw a lot, like thousands of them, just in jails, right? Which are now under the control of the Taliban, which have now been opened completely. There's like seven thousand uh, Al Qaeda and Taliban fighters that have been just released, and uh, it's uh, it's pretty fantastic. This is just a story, so don't. This may be true, maybe not, but a friend of mine... I believe it. Um, ...was born in Afghanistan, moved here, I think, when he was, like, 14 or 12. Like, he's been here for a while, but he was he lived long enough in Afghanistan that he, like, knew what was going on, right? He doesn't didn't come over here as a child. Yeah. He was a teenager by the time he came over here. And he told me that he hadn't... Uh, he'd never heard of Al-Qaeda until he came to Canada and watched it on the news. He said, I'm like, he was drunk, but he said to me, I think Al Qaeda is made up. I don't think it exists. I think it's a U.S. invention because they said my region's being controlled by Al Qaeda currently. He's like, I have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. See, yeah. So he said the Taliban's real yeah. shit. They run the whatever, but he's like, I've never, no one identifies themselves as Al Qaeda. Terrorism doesn't really happen there. Like, he explained it to me like, um, very similar to how Cuba's um, resistance happened, where they had a lot of like guerrilla fighters in the fucking desert, right, uh, or in the forest in Cuba's or the jungle in Cuba's situation, right? Like a lot of guerrilla fighters would come out, fuck up a target, and then dip. Right. That's how he described the kind of Taliban um, U.S. kind of war. Yeah. A lot of roadside bombs, a lot of whatever, but there was no like just terrorism happening, and it, it like from this is just a story, but. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to believe that, but I mean, there's also reporters that I like to think are very reliable that go there and see these facts for themselves and verify yeah. it on the on the ground. Like I I I believe that he's telling the truth, but it may just because 
be because the period like i mean guess like what how old was he my age or a little bit so majority of his life um al-qaeda has been mostly stomped out like sure like they pretty much accomplished that task by like oh nine yeah well he was probably born in the 90s though like 1990 right so he would have been a kid yeah so and so maybe he just doesn't remember or it just wasn't a thing really when he was yeah he may not have been old enough and And maybe his parents didn't talk to him about it parents are going to be like so there's these terrorists (laughs) you know yeah i mean if there's an american occupation maybe you think it would come up but it's yeah i don't know i i believe that he could get through life in afghanistan without hearing about them sure I yeah, find like, it hard to believe. It, it's just, it's interesting but, when I hear, like, like my, um, I went to school with a girl from Ukraine. Yeah. And she had only been here for a couple of years. Like, she, like, fresh immigrant. Her parents, like, didn't even speak English. Like, they were, like, you know, true, real immigrants. And she, she would say, like, they would, her family would watch the Canadian news. And then after it was over, switch over to the Russian news, like, every night. Mm-hmm. And it was so different, like, what Canada said was happening and then what was actually happening. Well, also, Russian news is notoriously ex- completely compliant S- to the Kremlin. State-run, right? Yeah, yeah, fair. Fair point. But then, like, I, she was from close to Crimea or whatever. Yeah. And I remember when that whole thing was happening, we were in high school when, well, I guess it's been happening for a while, but when, like, Russia was like, hey, this is actually ours, like, you know, whatever. And she's like, well, yeah, of course it's theirs. Like, apparently, like, and this is just another, you know, hearsay, but like, she she was saying a lot of people that live in that region are like, yes, please let us go back to Russia and don't want to be part of Ukraine. Yeah, no, there definitely was that part of it. Um, but then you watch the news here and the way they're swinging it is like, it's like fucking Germany 2.0 trying to seize fucking Poland. Well, of like, course you know. they have to say that because Russia is another world power and they have to like, they have to talk shit about them. They have to make it painful for Russia to just go in, cross international borders or like cross another nation's borders and sure. just like take over. Like they, they did it so quickly and so effectively, like nobody really was able to respond. There was no... There was no response. There was no way to respond to it. And you have to punish them somehow. I guess bad PR is the way to do it. Do you think there is a fundamental difference between media propaganda and uh, mar- business marketing to get you to buy our products? Is there a fundamental difference? Yes. Uh, Stumped you. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think like how like, I'll start explaining. How do you define you, media? You so, well, the media, the way any developed nation has a propaganda machine, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think it, it, no matter what side of the aisle you on, I'm pretty sure you we can all agree that the media isn't exactly impartial anymore. Right. It probably never was. No, it never was. Never. The the only thing that's changed is now they claim to be impartial. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only thing that's changed. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it used to be like Rockefeller newspaper and yeah, shit, right? It used like, to be assumed that it was biased and it yeah. was like entertainment and information and that, like, everyone used to read it like, you know, you watch MTV. Yeah, sure. Okay. That's kind of how it was perceived mm-hmm. because everyone knew, you know, the richest guy in town owns this. Yeah. 
Well, and even, yeah, look back to, like, uh, Spanish flu. Yeah. Never originated in Spain, right? Right. It was just all the media hushed it because they didn't want to over... They didn't want to let people know it, how bad it was. It, but the Spanish did. But the Spanish had a mandate or whatever to to let it go, to tell the people. But, it, like, every other developed nation was like, no, 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 don't tell the civilians people are dying. Like, yeah, that's sketchy as fuck, right? And yeah. that was 110 years ago, right? Yeah. Like, so, I don't know. It's, um... By the way, this whiskey kind of sucks to sip. <laughs> yeah, I figured. <laughs> and my first sip, I got a dog hair. <laughs> Make a cocktail. Like, just add... I got tonic. The seltzer tonic. I can look what I got. Hold on. Yeah, tonic. That's not a bad idea. A little bit of fizz. Yeah, it's pretty good. I'm trying to get better at making cocktails. Yeah, the little bit of spice is not so overwhelming now. That is pretty good. That's good cocktail yeah. whiskey. Um, Fantastic. Yeah, I'm trying to get better at like making cocktails because I like I own a bar. And I was I gonna say you own a winery, liquor yeah, business. I, you, yeah. I, yeah, I own That's a bar right. and we have cocktails on the menu, but I didn't like design any of them. I a couple of my bar manager friends, I had them come in and consult and like make my menu for me. Yeah, and I just follow the fucking ingredient, the step by step list. I don't actually yeah. know how to make cocktails, so I'm like actively trying to, and I'm trying to like read more, um, how like flavors react with each other and stuff. Right. Um, so I'm trying to be able to like, okay, mangoes and jalapeno, fucking habaneros. What would go good with that? Like a little bit of lemon, a little bit of whatever, but that's good. Good call. You're welcome. Um, Thank. I got a letter from the mayor today. Yeah. And it wasn't bad news. Yeah. It's usually bad news. So yeah, I got a letter from the mayor today. Uh, can we talked about this last episode? I won a uh, winemaking award recently and the mayor sent us a fucking letter congratulating us and it was like like presumably his secretary wrote it and he signed it but he yeah. did sign it like at right. some point the mayor did it wasn't a form letter yeah like the what was in the letter was specific to my business and like talking about us like whoever wrote it Obvious. was aware yeah, yeah i mean um, he obviously doesn't draft his own letters that... yeah of course not but he did sign the letter so it wasn't just some bullshit like yeah thing hi winston <laughs> Oh, you're very excited to it, buddy. But yeah, so that was uh, that was kind of interesting. Um, I don't have any opinions, um, negative or positive on him, on the mayor. He's fine. Like, I don't. He's so inoffensive. I was gonna say, as far as city mayors go, it's just kind of the he's the kind of guy you just don't notice. Like career lawyer, average looking dude, average performance. Yeah, doesn't stick out one way or the well, other. Well, and like our last mayor was a scandal factory. Um, Which is way more fun. He like stole a bunch of money and just f like fled the country without going to court and shit. Like, who was our last? Sam Cates. Cates did that. Yeah, remember he? No, he, like, I'm, I've only been a Winnipegger for like three years. Oh yeah, no, he had this whole. Well, there's a couple different grifts he had. He, the big one was this like fight, the fire hall. I've had dinner with Cates. Yeah, he like. <laughs> It was, he got his construction company to like, got all the contracts to build the fire hall or whatever. And then there Classic. was like a bunch of money that like Classic. went missing or something. And then he owned the restaurant that all the city employees had to have their meetings at. <laughs> 
Okay, at least try, buddy. <laughs> so it was like a whole thing. Like that's not that much money, fucking. No, like, I know, but like, it was why bother? well, because well, Zach said he's like, well, it's good food, so I I know it's good food. It's my restaurant, so. Um, Shout out to him. No, and then that's the Zach boys. And then, by the way. and then he like got called in to what restaurant does he own? Who's on first? And it's gone now, but it was uh, on the baseball stadium. Ah, uh, well, because yeah. he owns the Gold Eyes. Yeah, no, I know. It's a whole thing. Yeah, that's why I met him. Anyway, but he um had a court date, and he just went to Arizona and never came back. Instead of going to court in Winnipeg, oh. it was civil, so it's like fine. But like, yeah, yeah, it's the whole thing. Huh. Shout out to Sam Cates. Uh, he was no, I he had like a big scandal and then got reelected. Yeah. So like he, I think it was like three terms he yeah. served. Fuck it. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> so um, after Cade's uh, Bowman's a little bit uh, more calm. I I found it funny though that um, we almost went out of business because of like the municipal government's like permits and planning. Yeah. Like wasted us twenty thousand dollars in ten months of my time just yeah. being incompetent. Yeah. And now like the mayor's like, good job, guys. <laughs> like he couldn't have done that if they if his government had put me out of business. Right. If they had succeeded in what they had tried to be incompetent about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But feels good. Um whether or not I'm I think I don't know. I think he can't like accept I was gonna say bribes, <laughs> gifts. <laughs> Same thing. No. Well, I'm gonna send him a bottle. No, I believe I no, you can't. Yeah, well, I can try. Um but it, it, I don't know. It's 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 a good you know. It's one more accolade, right? One more thing to put on the fucking wall. Yeah. Um, they didn't hear that. <laughs> yeah. No shit. That's awesome. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. I'll, I'm gonna make a post in the next couple of days, and I'm sure people will like that one. Yeah. So. Yeah. I. <laughs> speaking of posts, I spent like um, probably twenty minutes, uh, maybe longer, at the end of my workday today, trying to. Uh, get a good video for a post and it was super difficult because uh, basically we just uh, did stone on this giant chimney on this custom home and uh, to get like a good shot of it uh, I wanted to use like we got like one of those giant like man lift machines whatever that goes up to the side of buildings whatever it's got a big ba basket people on it. lift yeah cherry picker is what construction guys call it but whatever um, so I'm um, I have to try piloting this thing, driving this thing, while while filming, <laughs> okay. and it's like it can be kind of jerky, so you have to have a really steady hand. So I'm like, I'm basically doing like a just a big wide boom swing mm -hmm. to get like a nice panning shot of it. So I'm using like the uh, the stabilization mode of my phone that's like for uh, a panning video. Yeah, there's a specific mode for that. Which I mean, I figure that out after the fourth try. I'm like, oh look, this <laughs> is a, this, <laughs> this is a thing. So, anyways, I'm taking the video, and uh, the site supervisor and one of the uh, uh, guy, uh, the head carpenters, is like on the ground, like laughing at me, watching me like try this over and over again, just keep getting shitty results. And I'm like, fuck off, this is worth it. Like, we're gonna spend seven days slogging away sweating sweating our asses off in the sun i'm gonna get a good fucking video of this thing and i got a boom i'm gonna do it so yeah i took the uh channel my inner willows and uh <laughs> i yeah took a sweet video of it posted a reel of it and we'll uh i i uploaded it when i walked into the room on on like a basic reel post you put music yeah okay i'll get over uh over a thousand views minimum yeah i do them at my 
for random shit all the time. Yeah. yeah, and it's as compared to posting a story or making just a regular uh, timeline post. Yeah, you get probably five times the engagement. Yeah, and, I get about two hundred views on a story and about a thousand. Yeah, a thousand on a reel. Yeah, so fucking do them. Yeah, yeah. Even, even if you look a little silly doing it. Uh, no one gives a shit. And you got to stay a little bit later at the end of the day. You know, you got to do that extra 10 minutes of work. Fucking do it. Yeah, I think that I, well, you know me, like I always thought that I still think that documenting everything is very, very important. Yeah. I do it on my personal social media. That's why I use like Snapchat so often. Um, I think documenting step by step is really important just for people's lives. But I also think it's very, very important for for business i think that illustrating your process and your growth i think people love that shit yeah so i gotta definitely get some more videos of this house because it's just do you work outside a lot okay this is like your first outside project um actually third okay because like i like you could pick up a drone uh and that would be like yeah they're not usually big enough to justify a drone Sure. A lot of contractors well, do I, that, like guys that like frame houses and shit. They yeah. definitely do that. Yeah. But uh, ours are not big enough usually to justify drones. Okay. Because like that would be, you wouldn't have to do the fucking sketchy, sketchy cherry picker thing. Well, yeah. Also, we don't usually have it rented because it's like 500 bucks a day. I'll 500 you. Thank you. Welcome. Um, yeah, we don't really, uh, we don't have much cause for drones. Uh, but honestly, what would... If anything, that would be useful. Be like a a smartphone, like gimbal or mount or tripod or something. That would so we can do like time lapse videos of process. That would be more useful. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. no, I don't think we have use for a drone. Time lapse definitely in your industry. I think it would look awesome. Yeah, we've I'll, done time lapse on some slab installs because it's. I mean, it goes up quick and it looks good. I want to do time lapse on like bottling. Yeah, absolutely. But I text too much during my shifts. <laughs> So Fair. I don't want to like. You're gonna have to play the part. Yeah. Well, I don't want to. No, I don't. I want my phone on me. I don't want it like recording. Oh. <laughs> Use someone else's. I guess. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. You can have a video of you. How often you actually stand there texting while everyone else works around you? Hey, I work. You should probably just use your phone, so it looks like you're busy. Ugh. <laughs> That's why I have employees. I don't have to fucking work. Uh-huh. Fine. Uh, yeah, this house is going to show really beautifully. Like, it's probably got to be one of the most, uh, like, there. there's those houses that are, like, flashy and gaudy. And, like, I just went, yesterday I went back to whatever, an old, older project that it was just marble everywhere and was just, like, almost overdone, right? Sure. And, like, there's no real design put into it they're just like let's just bedazzle everything (laughs) and call that design and and luxury right but no this house is like actual super expensive finishes but all of them are kind of unique um it's all like natural stuff they have like blended wood with stone with clay with uh limestone and then there's these huge bay windows and they but the but the they're like big modern windows but they have wood frames on them and you're like right at the driveway level, right stuck into some trees, really high ceiling with like, you know, it's like all kind of like vintage looking, but then there's like the modern look of like cables across 
that like tie the structure together like it's just it's gorgeous and yeah just i love i love being in these projects and it's like it's really hard to take this experience and really show people how how much of a measure beyond the average that we're working on like being able to document that is um yeah it's a big challenge and like you have to be constantly constantly thinking about it because if you don't find a way to tell that story in a compelling way i mean <laughs> your no, competitors will nobody gives it no they won't like you you just nobody will know yeah i i, I think like I well, my competitors won't yours might <laughs> mine will i i often get uh, messages uh from people i know and and people i don't know just customers that say like hey I've been drinking your stuff for, you know, three years. It was so cool seeing you at like farmer's markets three years ago when you had two products. Yeah. And now, you know, you have all this stuff and you're doing all so well. Like, just thank you. Like, it's just cool to see. Right. It's like people feel almost um, hometown pride. Yeah. With us. Yeah, absolutely. they've, They've watched us come from these like 20 year olds to like where we are now which we're still like 25 but like still <laughs> um, 20 year olds to where we are now yeah it's just it. you know you know what i mean though. it it's is like, forever ago it was fucking we, we, it, we look like babies in those pictures it seems like a lifetime ago man like yeah and, absolutely and like but simultaneously not yeah you know what i mean like when i sometimes when i think about it i'm like oh that's only five years ago whatever yeah well i'm i'm turning 26 in two days true which... we got you we got you a present Oh no, you'll like it. Did you actually? Yeah, me and Zach did. Yeah. Oh god, it wasn't expensive. I would assume not. <laughs> <laughs> we don't spend money on each other. Yeah, not yet. Not yet. Um, one day we'll be gross about it. It'll be funny. It's the thought that counts. Um, the exact opposite of that is true. Wait. Um. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like, but like, simultaneously, I'm like, you know, five years, not that long time. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I haven't been doing this that long, like, whatever. But then, like, I think about it in, like, my life terms. It's like, oh, God, like, I wrote this business plan, like, two girlfriends ago. You know what I mean? And <laughs> yeah. it's, like, like two long-term bad breakups, like, ago. Yeah. It's like, I wrote this business plan four houses ago. Yeah. When I was living in four, like, four different places. Like, yeah. you know, I wrote this business plan, um, you know, one brother and one cousin ago. Like, you, say, you know yeah. what I mean? Like a lot of shit. I didn't is, want to say it, but yeah, like a lot of shit has happened yeah. in the last, you know, five years. Um, which I guess is like a fifth of my life. And yeah, if you, and, if you, and, yeah. and also if you consider like my entire adult life, this is what I've been doing. Like I wrote the business plan when I was 18. We opened when I was 20. We've been going, you know, for four and a half years. Like my entire adult life, I've been doing this. Which is pretty wild. It's pretty great, and you like you have a, a pretty high degree of personal freedom. More and more every day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you work like a dog, but it's <laughs> you choose those. You chose those hours. Yeah, and and also I've I've successfully. And also, who does into twenty five? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and like, um, this year, like COVID kind of fucked everything up, but like I only have one, maybe two days a week that I wake up before 10, 10 a.m. I always wake up before 10 a.m. No, I, I know. I'm well aware. But like by design, right? Yeah, no, like I'm, I know. I'm up till fucking 4 a.m. Right. But I, I, like, I used to wake up seven days a week at like 8 a.m. to fucking work because I had right. whatever events and me- meetings and shit. But now by design, I have employees do my early morning shit. 
Yeah. And then I do my later shit where I, I'm just, I feel better. Yeah. I don't like the fucking early mornings. It takes it fucking out of me. Like, but very strategic. Like I always get the fucking people that are like, Oh, you're so lucky. You don't have to wake up before 11 a.m. And I'm like, this is very luck has nothing to do with it. By design, like I have hired people to take my morning shifts. Yeah, I <laughs> work 60 hours a week, yeah, so I don't have to work before 10. Well, 10 that, yeah. Yeah, well, I remember right when we opened, we got a grant from the province of Manitoba. Uh, it was like a $5,000 young entrepreneur's grant. Yeah. I don't think the program exists anymore, but we got this grant and part of the grant I had to um, write down all the hours I worked on the business. I had to do like a daily log of what I did that day. Yeah. And this was right in the startup phase. And the, I think it was like right around Christmas or something. Like it was like the bit, one of the, some of the busiest season. It was like 120 hours in one week. And there's 168 hours in a week of like total time. Right. And I wasn't even bullshitting. Like you, rem- I don't know if you remember those early days, but like we would literally bottle all night. Yeah. And then I had shit to do in the at like eight a.m. I would go to like event, like a yeah. farmers market. Like it was literally we. Yeah. So like, they caught you on a bottling week before Christmas. It, yeah, it was yeah. it was higher than usual, yeah. but it was. And I remember when we had the meeting later to verify it. She didn't believe me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wouldn't would, either. She was like, you're bullshitting me. She's like, you can't work that much. And I said, maybe you can't work that much with kids. <laughs> but like, this is literally all like, we used to sleep on the couches at the office. Yeah. I've slept on those couches for like two hours because we knew we had to be back at the office yeah. and I didn't want to drive home and then drive back. Like yeah. now I'm down to like, yeah, like probably 80 hours in the summer in a week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Depends what you, like, do we consider this work? No. Right. But it's still something we do, you know. I mean, some people would consider this work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I, I, I see this as a business. Like, I'm we not, don't, we don't I'm, make any money yet. But I'm not going to say the people that do this for a living aren't working. I'm yeah. saying what we're doing isn't working. <laughs> sure. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. No, but, it's being a, being an entertainer broadcaster. Absolutely. That is work. If you, you know, put effort into creating content, like especially people that release daily, biweekly and, you know, God forbid, do a lot of research before starting a podcast. <laughs> we just fucking half the shit we say is just statistics out of our ass and like yeah you trying to recall podcasts that you've listened to and like you yeah. mix match yeah. we love fucking... we love ass ass statistics yeah it's fine um or statistics oh my god <laughs> <laughs> um was so bad <laughs> but um but my i think my point was at the beginning of the project i worked Hundred hours a week was not un, un unnatural. Like that was like yeah, well, often we were doing that. Your bottling equipment was so bad. Was so slow. It and was so, so slow. Yeah, that the the shitty filler that we had to oh. hit on the the pump was like fucked, so it wouldn't stop on time. Yeah. So you had to um, and you could tell by the sound it made if it wasn't going to stop. Yeah. So you'd have to hit it in a certain spot on the side of it. Yeah. And it would fix it every time. And we don't know why still to this day. Yeah. But um, yeah. And you couldn't train anyone to do that because you're like, okay, when it goes from like this sound to then you got to hit it on the side right right here with your knuckle. Otherwise, an inch higher or lower won't work. And you, I tried to explain <laughs> that to someone. They're like, what? 
Yeah. <laughs> what sound? What are you talking? I'm like, there it is right there. And they're like, I don't hear a difference. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, there's, there's a slight difference. That thing was interesting. And no, in the, the first six months, I think the first like you five. you still the same labeler? <laughs> yeah. Actually, we're using the same label machine. Every, sing, every single other piece of equipment has been at, upgraded yeah. except the e- shout out easy labeler. Um, this guy fucking makes them in his garage in like California. Yeah. We bought it for like 300 bucks and we're still, we've like 60,000 bottles later. We're still using this fucking thing. You need to give this guy the best fucking review. <laughs> Google review. <laughs> yeah. Shout out easy labeler. Honestly, um, honestly do that. Like hit him up with a solid ass review and uh, see if he like sauces you another one for free just for fun. Well, here's, here's a good one is that um, the equipment that we started with, with the winery um one time we had like I, th- I forget what it was it was like a p it was like i think our the the corker that we had between the hand corker and the one we have now yeah the that dave rapal corker the pneumatic one no no, no the, the, we have pneumatic one now the other one was like well just i think electric like it was just it was shitty Maybe it was pneumatic too, but it wasn't this. We we have a pneumatic one now that's better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Well, we did. <laughs> I just <laughs> my favorite was the bottle capper. Oh god! That would just no, we eat bottles across the room. Oh no, that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh no 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 no, no. that's a different one. We the, the that, capper the capper yeah, with the spinning head. That was a bad. That was terrible. That was a bad purchase. We bought it used and it was broken just, when it got to just us. Just screw cap bottles in general. Yeah, that was a that was a bad purchase. But whatever. Um. Anyway, but one of these bottlers we or one of these corkers we had we um i uh we reached out to the manufacturer because we we're having some weird weird issue with it yeah and he goes yeah, yeah yeah like how many bottles have you corked with it it shouldn't be doing that after like six months and we're like oh like you know fifteen thousand or whatever <laughs> he's like what like is this a commercial winery we're like yeah he's like this was not a piece of equipment designed for a commercial winery <laughs> He's like, this was a piece of equipment designed for like a home, home, brewer. home brewers or like homebrew supply places that right. do like the cork your own wine shit. Yeah. Um, he's like, there's commercial wineries using this shit because we couldn't afford good equipment. Yeah. We we had like a five thousand dollar budget for filler corker sealer labeler like <laughs> your you whole know, production the line. whole production line we have like you, can't five... even, you can't even buy one one piece on a on a on a beer line for that. Oh no no not even close, and. Our like our sealer to seal the bottles was uh, we just put a fucking um, kettle on a hot plate. Oh, I love that! And just boiled water. I burned my fingers for so many ten times. hours straight. Um, we only burned through two hot plates in like four, three years. Yeah. Um, yeah, I only replaced that like a year ago. Like it was pretty yeah. recently because it I worked. Don't... It was yeah. a fucking kettle. It scorched a hundred percent of it. Yeah. Um, and we just had that running. And what we would do, we had a different electric kettle. That when the level of the kettle started getting low, we started boiling in the electric kettle and then poured it into the first kettle. So you wouldn't have any. So downtime. you you would never have any downtime with the steam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was great. <laughs> yeah, it was um, ingenuity, man. Like we just we figured it out, right? Like it was we had this weird blend of like semi professional equipment and homebrew equipment that we just made into the line, and anything that we couldn't afford, because here the thing with manufacturing is that. You can do manufacturing. It's just going to take more manpower. Right. Right? Like, you can do it everything by hand, per, like, essentially. Yeah. But it just, it's going to take more 
physical effort and more time, right? But now we have like, it, it would take, we would max out at speed around three of us and it would take like, you know, 12 hours to do a bottling shift. Now we max out at speed with five of us and we can do it in about four hours, the same amount. Yeah, that's significant. Yeah, and um, spend about $20,000 more, we can get down to like two employees in about the same time. Yeah. Like another 10 Gs will replace an entire two positions on the on the line. Right, which That's is a, worth it at some point when that four hours turns into four hours twice, not too many times a well, week. Well, yeah, well, with, like, we're coming up, um, we haven't bottled in, like, a month and a half because it's harvest season. So, we coming up to harvest season, like, in May, we make sure all the tanks are empty. Right. And then, um, you know, it's, it's strawberries, then a week later it's rhubarb, then two weeks later it's Saskatoon's, then, you know, a week later it's cherries, then three weeks later it's grapes, like, you know, it's... yeah. It's the summer, right? That's how it works. And uh, so we have like two months where we don't bottle anything. And then we have to bottle everything in the building in like three weeks. So that sucks. <laughs> I have like 500 cases to bottle next week. It's not going to be fun. <laughs> but um, Sounds great. Yeah. But like, you know, at a certain point, especially when these employees, you know, are like 15 bucks an hour is what I pay them. Um, and, you know, three people... That's 45 bucks an hour. Like it's five people on the line, my partner and I, and then three employees. Yeah. It's 45 bucks an hour. Five, let's say six hours every day, bottling shift, whatever. Um, You know, it adds up. <laughs> he just like tries to do math. He's like, you know, it's a oh, lot. It's like what? Two, two, what? 45 times two is 90. So times 180. So plus 90 is, uh, to 70 so 270 bucks a day yeah and if the the piece of equipment i'm looking at is like 10 grand you know how many bottling shifts 50 bottling shifts before that pays for itself about 50 shifts yeah Whatever. Anyways. <laughs> this isn't the math podcast. This isn't a, you see how hard that was? <laughs> that was really hard. That was really hard. I can usually do math when it comes to money. I'm like that episode of The Office. So, <laughs> fucking Kevin. Yeah, where Kevin oh can't God. do math. Or he's, because uh, they're, they're in a bus for some reason. Yeah. And they're going to get pies. Yeah. But they're going to be late. And then fucking Kevin, who's an idiot in the show, is like, well, if we if we go 37 miles an hour or we go like, you know, 16 miles an hour over the limit, then we'll hit the get the pies in like 14.7 minutes or whatever. And then the Oscar, the smart accountant, is like, what? He's like, Kevin, how much is uh, 23 or 22,483 pies times 17 pies? He's like. You know, 114,866 pies. He's like, now what if it were salads? He's like, um, carry, carry the, carry the one. It just doesn't work. Like, <laughs> it's, like, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty good. That's, but like, that's, that's a really, that was a really good office moment. Usually. Like that, whoever wrote that was like, nobody needed to uh, feature Kevin in that episode. But <laughs> they fucking did. They did it dirty. Even. And good. It was funny. 
Yeah, but like I'm usually like that too. When it like as soon as you put a dollar side in front of it, like my mat, I can right. do math. But I've all, I've also had a shot of jalapeno mango whiskey, so my math skills are. Uh... Honestly, dude, at the end, like I've been working outside all day. Yeah, so have I. And yeah, hot, thirty degrees. It was fucking and, hot today. Yeah, get home from get home from doing that. It probably takes me about an hour and a half to two hours before like my IQ comes up to full strength. <laughs> that's that's like fair. I'm that's I'm fair. ripping around at probably like eighty five <laughs> for like two hours. And wait, I'm at eighty five r- usually. Yeah, it's rough. <laughs> it's really hard. It's like my cats are smarter than me. Uh, no, it, it like my girlfriend looks at me. She's like, "Are are you are you okay? Like, you don't look okay." And I'm like, "Just just let me." Just, just let me sit here for a bit. And you just, just got to recharge, right? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it's, yeah, I don't know, brain fatigue. Well, and I, especially like I'm saying, I'm just like, I'm at a lot of farmer's markets in the in the summer and I just do the same like, hey, we have locally made wine yeah. and local fruits and local grapes. Uh, yeah, I, lo- I, I love like, your autonomous pitch. Yeah, like I don't even think about it anymore. Um, It's like, and it's like uh, the alphabet song. You know where I'm going with it. Uh, if someone interrupts, you can't start in the middle. Yeah, yeah. If someone interrupts me mid pitch, I can't start there. Yeah. I have to be like um uh <laughs> and like say it in my head to like get back to there. Um, Gotta sing in your head. Well, and I'm like thinking about other shit while I'm saying. It. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, did I finish? Like, yeah, yeah, it is what it is. But that just comes with, and I'm sure you're the same way with that, like you know. Yeah. Anytime like, I've done sales, like the script. Like you know, you you internalize a script at yeah. a certain point. I meant like more um, what you do now. Like oh yeah, 100%. if you have to do like a thousand tiles on a wall, you're just like tile, like mortar, tile, set, thing, boom, yeah. next one. Like anytime I'm not interacting with another person, um, I basically kick my brain down to like eighty percent, thirty percent, or sorry, eighty percent to seventy percent is focused on the task. The rest of my brain is like listening to an audiobook or a podcast. <laughs> And that's enough. You know, like that's, um, I forgot what it's called, but there's like, you, you ever like drive and then you're like, after like 20 minutes, you're like, how the fuck am I dri-? Like, I just zoned yeah, out there That's for a exactly bit. how like half my work days are. Well, there, there's something, cause there's something in your brain that your brain is still focused on it without yeah. you actually acknowledging that you're focused on yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I, I, and I'm pretty sure not that I'm sexist. Uh, I'm pretty but... sure men are able to do that far more effectively than women the same way that women can more effectively uh like kind of multitask quote unquote not the multitasking is actually real but like you know juggle a lot of things i can multitask i don't want to hear about it <laughs> how did you know i was going to make a masturbation <laughs> joke i don't want to hear about it uh but yeah no men are able to um like do everything better there was there was this look th- at the i case in point the taliban Okay, anyway, just continue. There was a <laughs> I think I've I even said this before on the podcast, but I think there was a study where they like they they monitored the brain activity of like a man doing a monotonous task mm-hmm. and he the the person or the people in the study were literally able to flatline their brain. Like below sleep level of activity. No thoughts, just vibes. Like literally. <laughs> just no I thoughts. Wish. I aspire just, just fucking flatlined it i aspire to be that level of but, no thoughts but still <laughs> but still executed the task with the same proficiency which i think is fucking hilarious because it's it's like it's reflexive at that point it's like breathing yeah which is great yeah and yeah it was it's hard to get to that point with and it's like you ever not you ever like not they, you ever like look at uh 
compilation of like dad reflexes mm-hmm. where it's like they're not even paying attention but then the kid's in trouble and they fucking grab the kid without even looking like yeah yeah because you're always watching yeah even yeah. though you're not like acknowledged yeah it's interesting brains yeah. brains are fucking weird yeah i did that with my cat the other day not to compare not but... to brag or anything yeah no she fell <laughs> she fell off the counter and i was just like Boop, caught her put her down <laughs> you got a new cat I got another cat. Tell yeah. us about him. Um, so my OG cat was, I don't know. She just seemed kind of like lethargic and moody. I mean. Women, right? Am I right? Right. I've said like four sexist things. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta like cats, calm down. Cats though. I don't know. It. You know, we're, I'm gone a lot on the weekends and work a lot. Obviously all day. My girlfriend works a lot. And we both also on top of that try to have social lives and work out podcasts whatever. yeah so cats home alone 80 percent of the time yeah and then uh that we're awake you know and then we're sleeping so she obviously like acts out when she's frustrated the and the other day last time we were gone she just literally started like tossing the house it didn't was, she like rip a bunch of paintings off the wall and shit uh she goes after uh, uh carly's bulletin board of like photos and like pulls the push pins out of the board and like tosses the photos around the room and then but she like pulled all of her bath towels down off the hangers tossed them across the house in the living room dragged the bath mat into the entrance dragged the entrance mat into the kitchen <laughs> and then she tossed a bunch of shit off the island you think she knows what she's doing i think so because she never <laughs> does that when we're when we're home yeah well you'd probably stop her i mean sometimes it's entertaining but that's fair yeah but like she definitely knows that we're not home and she doesn't act like that usually she doesn't even try to do that shit but we're like, okay, maybe maybe we should probably get her a companion. So just based on that, when got another little cat and just a little, little baby. And, of course, they hated each other. Well, actually, no. Uh, old cat hated the new kitten for, like, four days. And then all of a sudden they were, like, best friends Aww. in, like, an hour. What's so, the new cat's name? Uh, Daisy. Daisy. Cute. Yeah, so Daisy's, like, a little white, uh, white, gold, and brown. Red, gold, and green. Red, gold, and green. Yeah. Karma, 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 chameleon. But yeah, and it was, it's, 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 really, it's really fucking cute watching two cats, like, play. And now she's, she used to, so the old cat used to just, like, sit on the window, stare outside, and just, like, have a blank stare into the abyss. And she's like, what, when do you want to hang out with us? We just, like, sit on the window and stare into the abyss. Now she's never sits on the window like sit on the floor sit on the table like she wants to be around us and around the other cat and it's like now all of a sudden is engaged in social has gone from like mm. depressed teen uh in their emo face to, you know staring out the rainy window playing green day What's to <laughs> like you know rusted from the rain yeah yeah um well, huge change in a couple of days so. isn't it, it it's interesting because cats are i think notorious for being like independent like they you know are I mean? like, yeah that's probably their like they're infamous for like they don't like anyone and they like that's what people say yeah well right? they they compared to dogs yeah compared yeah compared yeah the dog needs you to be there fucking my my roommate's dog just heard me talking down here and ran down the stairs to see us yeah but i think a dog would follow the exact same pattern if you had one dog and then two they, sure. they would probably act the same sure because uh, dogs alone have bad time but like, yeah, I don't know. They're fucking mammals. Like they're social. Yeah, well, and cat and um, uh, lions. Yeah. You know, need to live in groups. 
Uh, um, what, what is the guinea pigs? Some countries it's illegal to just buy one. Yeah, I think because they'll die of loneliness. I don't know what we were talking about, but we, we definitely said yeah. this last episode. Uh, yeah, Switzerland requires uh, you to have two guinea pigs or two rabbits. You can't have just one. Yeah. 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 They'll. Yeah, just inhumane because they get sad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. which I think is fair. I mean, if sure, I hang out with my cat, but I'm not a fucking cat. Like I can't, I can't play like a. You cat could lick plays. it. That's not what they need. No, that it much. likes it. I mean, yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe that would help, but um, I don't want to. You want to lick the? P- oh, never mind. I can't run as fast. I can. Do you know I'm the fastest winery owner in the world? <laughs> We gotta throw down this gauntlet. We gotta get. Well, I've put the call out there. We so I am I am officially the fastest winery owner in the world. I've never been beaten in a foot race by another winery owner. Not once. You got to get a shirt that says that. And I will then go on wine tours. Sure. No, and if they like, and then you're supposed to ask, "Have you ever raced another winery owner?" No. Because they're undisputed champion, I guess. Nobody wants to. Um, and if they do, I'll put the I'll put the call out there again. If a if an owner, fifty one percent, no fifty percent or more, of a winery, want, thinks they're faster than me, you can come to the East Kildonan YMCA in Winnipeg, Manitoba, and we'll run the track. What's that? You live in Spain and you don't want to come to Winnipeg, Manitoba? Well, I guess you're scared. Sounds like piker talk. Yeah, sounds like a loser. I am faster than you, I guess. Anyway, so I started saying this a while ago, just as a meme. And uh, one of the events that we attend actually uh, posted a picture of me. It's like vendor spotlight. Uh, Willows is the fastest winery owner in the world. (laughs) It was so funny. (laughs) That's amazing. But uh, yeah, undisputed champion. Beautiful. Yeah. I like it. I'm (laughs) I'm very proud. So anyway, I can outrun your cat, I think. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What, what do you think about these? Um, here, let, let's do this. You, you see these? Uh, this meme, or not this? Like the, this thing was going around that it's like text your boyfriend and ask him what animal do you think? What's the biggest animal you think he can beat in a fight? Oh yeah, we did this on the mastermind chat recently, didn't we? Yeah. This is. Yeah. I, well, I, yeah. Okay. So there's a thing. It's like text your boyfriend. If you're listening to this podcast right now, text your boyfriend and text ask your him. Partner, don't be problematic. Well, no, it, it only works with men though. Because men are like dumb, dumb and arrogant. Yeah, that's by fair. Design, okay, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't uh, work I with buy women. That. I buy yeah, that. women are gonna be like, yeah, of course I can't beat up a gorilla. Yeah, that's but fair. so ask your boyfriend, what's the largest wild animal do you think he can fight and win? Yeah, like physic, like fist fight. And there's and there, so I went through this big thread of people of girls doing this and po and like posting the screenshots to their spawns. Yeah. And some of these fucking guys were like, yeah, I think I could take a gorilla if I was like. Oh god! You know, prepare. No, enough. you can't. It's like no, you like. You couldn't take a monkey. Oh no way! A chip would beat the fuck out of you. Like yeah. okay, like but let's do it right now. What do you think the biggest animal do you think you could take in a fight? And uh, the animal knows it's a fight. Right. Like you, yeah, you can't yeah, just yeah. fucking set Sur- predators, set fucking Schwarzenegger traps on the fucking animal. Like I, you are fist fighting. I think probably, um, probably a cougar. Okay. Because, I mean, it's, number one, it's been done. Okay, but do you have to kill the animal? Yeah. Okay. 
it's been done. Like rec- sure. recently, actually, oh, yeah, there was a viral, there was viral a... story. A fucking jogger choked yeah, him out. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> he choked it out. Yeah, that yeah, was put him in a fucking was, rear naked yeah, like, choke and just like strangled it to death. That was like, in Calgary, right? Yeah. No, I definitely think that I could pr- like push him to shove in a desperate situation. I can see me being okay with that because I've like I've fought big dogs. Yeah. And like I know how to handle big dogs. And as those... long as like. What's like, okay, so uh, I'm just quick tangent, but we'll get back on this. Uh, my business partner and I have a game we play on road trips called, uh, we just call it standard rules. So every so often I'll be like, um, quick, Zach, uh, Ronald Reagan, George W. Bush, standard rules. And the standard rules are you're in a f- empty football field. There's no escape. Both combatants know they have to kill the other. Who would win in a fight? And they're both in their prime. They're, uh, yeah, they're both in their prime unless otherwise specified. Because sometimes right. I'll be like, okay, wheelchair George H.W. Bush versus right. uh, 37 octopi. Um, and, and that's why I have the caveat they know they need to kill the other person. So right. if I want to be like, yeah, it's a bunch of squirrels, like they know that it's part <laughs> of it, right? So we'll do this on road trips. Yeah. And just, and then... I'll come up, we'll come up with fucking ridiculous ones and then be like, okay, why justify your choice? <laughs> right. Right. So that's part of the, this in my mind, this scenario. It's like a, would you rather fuck, marry, kill kind of. Sure. But, but the thing is like, cause a cougar could fuck you up if it jumped out of a tree and beat your neck. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. Right. But that's not the game. The game yeah. is you are in an empty football field. There's no escape. And the animal knows it has to kill you. You start on opposite sides. <laughs> And you have no weapons. And you have no weapons, unless yeah. otherwise specified. Right. Because a couple times I'll be like, yeah, it's um, like, who would win in a fight? Weird Al Yankovic with a fucking chainsaw? <laughs> you know, or like yeah. like a baby hippo. I don't know, whatever, right? Like, sometimes they'll give him weapons just to make it funnier. But Or I'll say one, and he'll be like, oh, easy. You know, PewDiePie would beat the shit out of fucking Weird Al Yankovic. I'll be like, okay, what if Weird Al Yankovic... Um, had a fucking skateboard <laughs> like you know it's like then okay whatever um i don't think i could i i think i could take like a maybe a goose if i was really putting an effort <laughs> geese are scary oh, man. geese are scary as fuck um i'm trying to think definitely not like a bear what about a deer oh that's a maybe maybe huh if they got a good kick on me, oh, you absolutely can die by deer. How long do I have? How long do I have to study? You have one week to pregame. <laughs> I feel like if I could, if I could take the deer to the ground, yeah. on the opposite side of its feet where it's kicking. Because if I just bricked, maybe not a like depends on how big the deer is. Because some of those bucks get fucking huge, but a girl deer. I think if I, just, yeah. if I just bricked down and fell, put all my weight on the ground, I don't think it could get out of my grasp. Well, the thing, yeah. Yeah, probably not, no. And there's hold it till it gets tired because they, like, animals are dumb. They fucking will tire themselves the fuck out. Yeah. And then punch it in the fucking eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, there's a reason that uh, humans are apex predators. And well, are, no, because we and know both, how to use tools. That's well, the only reason. Well, no, I mean, there's also a reason that 
both of our eyes are on the front of our head. Like we're we have a good fucking inane ability to kill things. And That's right. We're very creative and very good at it. And have yeah. Invented thousands of ways to do so. Yeah, and efficient way. Because like, well, to be fair, now we're like, you know what I'm gonna do? Okay, yeah, bear, you could kill me, but I'm gonna invent gunpowder. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Well, no, um, even even a human with a basic weapon could take on a grizzly. Like you just yeah. need you could build a trap. You could tire him to death. You could that, po- you could poison him. You could run him yeah. off a cliff. Well, that's I was just gonna say that like that's um, a lot of um, uh, Native Americans while hunting bison would right. would run them off cliffs, would corral them yeah. with horses, and then run them into ravines to kill them. Right, because they're really fucking hard to kill. Yeah, and that was I think before they had like gunpowder, right? Yeah, so they would. You know, you do arrows and shit, but like, I don't know if you've ever seen a bison in real life. I have. They're gigantic. They're fucking massive. Not only that, but they're fucking fur. Yeah, they're like, tough. I've, I've, I've. It'd be real. You would need a seriously, uh, like, powerful bow. Oh yeah, I don't good, think. Good I don't think arrowhead you could. to. I don't think you could. Oh yeah, sure you can. You can shoot through fucking trees with okay. modern bows. Fine, but, well, maybe not like. 1670 or whatever no but i mean like old school long bows are extremely powerful granted very hard to use but if that's all you did for your entire life yeah a living a living (laughs) whatever literally Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh got him no you're you're like the bow guy and all you do is pull that bow all day you like you could definitely pull it off but getting a kill shot on a stampeding uh bison rush of bison and that's the thing is they there's gonna there's never gonna be two of them there's gonna be a hundred of them yeah 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 i think i could maybe yeah cougars are pretty small they're like 80 pounds right uh how big are cougars yeah i think they're smaller than like wolves Nah, depending on the wolf smaller uh, than a timber wolf there was actually a it's probably probably on par with a timber wolf actually there was a cougar at my cabin one time which was yeah. sketchy as fuck um they had to like the municipality sleeping darted it and fucking took it back up north like my cabin's like north of the city but it, that was way too south for that thing to be like it should not have been there you mean too far north too far south those things are no oh, cougars are south hmm cougars don't usually come this far north like they usually stay below the border, like the American border. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But like, it, yeah. it came from like they brought it up back up north. I think. Okay. So they're fifty three to a hundred kilograms. Two point two pounds is a kilogram. Yeah. So, was one hundred fifty kilos? Yeah. That's a fucking a hundred, big boy. Hundred to two hundred pounds for a male, and sixty to one hundred and twenty pounds for a female. Okay. Like, but for instance, Winston is ninety pounds. Yeah, so Winston would be a, either a tiny male cougar or an average female cougar. Okay. <laughs> he is an average female cougar. Um, he knows it. He does know it. He walks around at like 110, though. Yeah, I don't Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, probably maybe a small cat. A house cat. A ho- I could probably take a house cat in a fight. Bobcats are scary. Bobcats are sketchy as fuck. Have you seen their... Or lynx? Yeah. Have you seen their fucking feet? Yeah, they're big. Man. They're not big. They're tiny little boys, but they're fucking... Their paws are... Paws are like this. Yeah, they're like flippers. They have them at the zoo. They're cool. You'll never see them in the wild. They're around. Lynx? You'll never see them. Too sneaky. Sneaky boy? But I... like these fucking guys saying that they can take a gorilla. Oh, God. Like... Get out of... Like, 
Have you seen what a gorilla can do? Or like a fucking bear or like any of those fucking I could predators. See, I can see black bear. Fuck you up. A black bear could fuck you up if it wanted to. Could. The thing, yeah, the thing, but, but like the, they're not that big. Like, no, but the thing with black bears, even like I think any bears, you punch them in the fucking nose and they're just like done. They'll yeah. leave. They'll run. Yeah. Like black bears are not that ferocious no well no they're not they ferocious at all they don't, they'd, yeah they don't they'd fight. rather but i mean if it was you. like if it was trying to kill you i mean you can you can get a black bear that like you know just comes up to your waist kind yeah. of thing it's like a large but like they're fucking claws though <laughs> like yeah i don't know about that i mean you could probably you could probably pull off like a small adult black bear maybe a baby black bear i'm also like not in good shape Right? It doesn't matter when the adrenaline's kicking in sure. and the fight's 20 seconds long. That's fair. I guess, like, your fucking bodybuilders aren't going to be any more effective eh, well, in an maybe. animal fight. <laughs> like, maybe, maybe not. Mayweather just fucking bobbing and weaving around the bear. <laughs> like, they can't bob and weave. They're bobby bodybuilders. No, Mayweather, I said. Oh. <laughs> yeah. He's, just... he's fighting a bear. He's just whoop, whoop, whoop. Yeah. <laughs> like... a bear throws hands and yeah. he's just like, whoop, 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 yeah. It. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, whoop. I don't think um, he could slip a bear paw. They're fucking fast. They are fast, yeah. I've seen them sprint. It's like, oh, God, what the fuck was that? <laughs> like, yeah, like, and they climb trees at, like, 30 kilometers an hour. Like, yeah. there's, like, zzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzz
Yeah. Which I think is like, that's doing more good, you know, than the... Greater good, yeah. But that kind of makes me think, is an animal better off dead or... A pet? Or sad or, like, depressed and alive? That's a good question. Like, uh, I guess the question is, do animals, do most of the animals even understand their existence? I was going to say, does morality apply to animals in the first place? Well, they obviously don't know anything about morality. No, animals don't have have morality, no. Yeah, so do they... Do they even realize? Like, are they depressed? Do they even know? Like, the monkey at the zoo, does it even fucking care? Well, he knows knows he's depressed. They can experience depression, but they don't understand necessarily what that means. Sure. But I... Because that's that's like mammals are... Mammals experience the full complexity of emotions that we do. Yeah. They just don't Okay, the monkey... Well, but there's I a mean, lot of animals. Most in mammals, they they like that's that's what defines a mammal is they have complex emotions, which allows them to exist in groups and form relationships sure. and have sure. families and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so they experience the complex emotions, but they don't have the ability to uh, perceive those emotions and like, what does this mean? It's like, oh, I've been depressed for a while, and I'm always going to feel depressed. Now I'm suicidal. Like, it doesn't go to that point per se. They just like they just experience that emotion in the here and now. But I guess there's something to be said about three meals a day and fucking medical care and like, right. You know, but you get that in prison too. Right. Right. So I don't know. Like I'm, I'm, I'm split. I I think that as long as they treat the animals well, I'm not, I'm not anti zoo. Yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's a very hard thing to talk about because it's, the people on either side are gonna be like they don't have fucking feelings we can do whatever we want to them which is like kind of how christians are <laughs> versus the vegans which are like they have souls in this but i i, this I fish know you just ate had dreams and aspirations sure, but like i've known zookeepers before that love animals and that's yeah, most why, of them do. You and that's why to, they yeah. that's why they get into it so they yeah. can just hang out with animals and they treat them good and they play with them and like yeah, as I don't much know. As they can. I don't really think. I. I don't. I don't know. I. I guess I'm not educated enough on like how animals are treated. It's not like it's a fucking slaughterhouse. They're not beating the shit out of these animals. Like. Yeah. So how do you feel about slaughterhouses? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, they kill them humanely enough, but yeah, perfect. Yeah. But like. Um, I think what happens before the slaughterhouse is so much worse. Yeah. Where, yeah. Like the animals yeah. live, live their entire life know. not walking I'm... more than ten feet. I'm split on that too. Well, here, here's the thing: is like I will a hundred percent switch if you can. If, if they start doing the industry of lab-grown meat, yeah, and and it's affordable and is the same. I'll switch. I'll yeah. switch to lab-grown. That meat. is like the most detrimental thing to climate change. Period is is meat production. Is meat. Yeah. Yeah. And um, here's the thing: is like, do I feel bad when an animal gets abused? Yes. Do I care more about an animal than a human? Not even close. Yeah. Right? Like, I love dogs, and I would fucking punch a dog in the face for no reason to, or no, for, to, like, save a human. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't give a fuck about... Like, we're smarter than them, the cows. And well, like, some of us. Some of us are smarter than cows, and we need them to sustain us. I don't know. Whatever. Like... You you can be critical of um, critical of factory farming and stuff like that, but I don't think there's anything wrong with eating animals. 
Morally, no. Like it's nature, right? Like we're we're just every fucking animal eats each other. We're just evolved way like we were talking earlier. We evolved smarter, and we can trap them and poison them and fucking run them off cliffs. And now we just manufacture them because we got even smarter. <laughs> like, yeah, why run around if you can just never <laughs> let them go run around in the first place? Yeah, which is I guess sad, but like I don't know, do they care? Like, I don't, I don't <laughs> Nobody know. can answer that. Yeah. Like, how long do they raise a pig before they slaughter it? Um, I think it's less than three years. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm not really educated enough, I guess, to make it definitive, but I'm not losing any fucking sleep. No, I just, yeah. I mean, there's, you don't, you definitely don't need to torture animals. Of course, yeah. Of course. And there's egregious acts in abuses. that industry I've seen abuses. like yeah, I've watched like Food Inc and I've I've seen some of yeah. these fucking documentaries where they're like you know punching these fucking animals and cutting them with machetes and shit and like they don't give a fuck and like torturing and abusing yeah because I think the industry probably attracts a lot of people that find that exciting to be able to murder I just can you know. imagine being in that lunchroom? Oh no, I can't. Like with those guys, no, like I, I, what would that fucking conversation <laughs> be? Like, yeah. let's talk thought experiments. Um, yeah, that's that's a gross thought. I mean i I was in a I was in one of those lunchrooms. I honestly probably one of the worst decisions I ever made is working in a workplace that had, uh, you know, just dumb people. It was a <laughs> awful influence on me but you know i'm 17 16 17 years old and uh i'm working with these people that have like no life aspirations they're working evening shift in a factory at you know the age of 37 or whatever it is not a good place to be not a good place to get any opinions not a good place to talk about life not a good place to talk about fucking anything because i don't know it just it sucks it just sucks your soul dry and I can't even imagine being in a place where people enjoy abusing animals. Like, yeah, not that we're saying that's everybody that works there. No, but, but like, you, I, I think you it know, probably, like, if if you know what we're talking about, you know the videos we're talking about. Yeah, and, it probably attracts yeah a certain type of person, right? Absolutely. Have you ever seen to. Texas Chainsaw Massacre? They owned a slaughterhouse. That was the whole thing. Oh, right. I think so. And also, actually, we're going to do a shot. This is the segment we call Shot Call. Wait. <laughs> Again. Uh, we're taking another mango habanero fucking whiskey shot. Cheers. Woo. Spicy. Yeah, like I'll maintain that's not bad. It's super interesting. I think it's great for cocktails. Yeah. I'm sold on it. I wouldn't buy it a lot, but... How much was it? It's cool to have around, like, 38 bucks. Not too bad. Similar to... It was, like, a couple bucks more than... It was, like, two bucks more than wild turkey. Yeah. So... I mean, 5% less alcohol, though. Yeah. But... Yeah, I'm sold. It's not... Well, both of us like spicy things a lot. Yeah. So... It'd be fun to surprise someone with. (laughs) Yeah, they think it's whiskey take that shot you'd be like what the fuck well, you know what i see if you if you watch the video version of this podcast a lot you see that i cringe on shots all the time yeah i'm really bad with like 
I'm a marathon drinker. Yeah. Not a sprint drinker. I can drink 40 drinks in a night, but I'd prefer I don't take 40 shots in a night. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the same amount, but... Not that I don't like taking shots, but I can't just fucking down them. You're getting at least better. Anymore. At least anymore. Well, you should see me when I was fucking 18. <laughs> like, but whatever. Anyway, but like, so that whiskey burn is completely replaced with the habanero burn, mm-hmm. which I like. Yeah. I like that burn. So this is like, goes down fucking easy. It's interesting. I like pain. <clears throat> hey, me too, buddy. Let's dive into that. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't actually. Not oh, this fuck, episode. I'm again. Um, he says. I, I cut myself, uh, of course. Of course. I was doing something with a utility knife first thing in the morning. Yeah. Never a good idea. Never. <laughs> yeah. This first thing I'm doing. And like, it never fails. I'll just like put my hand in the wrong place and I'm just like not paying attention. I'm fucking half zoned out listening to like the morning news. Yeah. You're using 30% of your fucking brain power. We were exactly. just talking about this. Yeah. And all of a sudden just like whack. Like you, I could just like feel the blade, like just fucking embed into my finger. I'm like, ah, that was stupid. Shame. Like as I'm doing it, I'm like, this is going to hurt. <laughs> um, <laughs> fucking hit it. And it's like, you know, right on the inside, like crease of my pointer finger. Oh, the exact thing you have to use on your dominant hand. Constantly. Every single part of oh, your well, job. No, this is my left hand. Okay. But, still. Yeah. No, it's on my, but it's on my index finger. Yeah. Uh, so the contractor band-aid is um, a shop towel. Yep. A shop towel being an actual brand. Uh, like, you know, those like uh, cloth type paper towels. This episode is sponsored by Shop Towel. <laughs> I wish. Me too. Uh, I love them. Uh, rip off a piece of that, wrap it around real quick, grab a roll of masking tape. Scott's the best. Sponsored by. Um, <laughs> Reach like, out. Reach out, guys. Yeah. Do like four or five quick wraps with the masking tape super tight. And if you do it tight enough, it like it like clamps the cut shut, and it will like seal up really quickly, and then you don't have to worry about it like bleeding or hurting for the rest of the day. You just fucking you clamp the shit out of it, and it works great. It's way better than a bandaid, and <laughs> does not come off. Perfect. Um, like yeah, no, it's great. But uh, now that I'm like moving my hand again, it's splitting open. It just like keeps bleeding. So this is this is gonna suck. Uh, yeah, this yeah, it's awesome. You remember the um couple months ago i fucking got my finger pretty bad remember that we were unloading the truck we rented at the oh yeah that was bad that was that was bad that was one of the it was um it didn't it didn't end up scarring i thought it was going to but it didn't pinched pinched your finger so hard that the skin split yeah i pinched we were carrying these um uprights metal beams yeah metal beams for pallet racking we were uh carrying them out of a five ton and it dropped basically from like you know waist high to the base of the five ton and smashed my finger between the truck and the beam yeah. And I remember I looked at you and I'm like, I just got myself pretty bad. <laughs> and everyone's like, uh, and then I like just walked and there's no running water in that building. That's my yeah. storage unit. So we didn't have any running water. So I just fucking go over to like paper towel bleeding all over the place. And it was like, it was bad. It was bleeding for three or four hours. Oof. Uh, Cause I came home and it was still bleeding. I had to keep like unwrapping it and rewrapping it. And, um, yeah, and then it was like split open, so it was like he when it healed, it was like two different points, like scabs almost. Yeah. Like that was bad. 
That hurt a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. That's yeah. rough. That was yeah. That was that was bad. I yeah. And I'm surprised I, I, didn't I dropped scar. a brick on my hand today, and it wasn't that bad. Because <laughs> like, I, well, no, I dropped four bricks on my. I've hand. I've had like <laughs> this. Like this was like way less of an injury, but this scarred. I have a scar there too. I don't know why. Ooh. And um, I don't remember. Yeah, I have a lot of. I have a few. Um, you can see. Oh, where's the one on my? You see a hole in. <laughs> See his hole in my elbow here? Uh-huh. Um, that is a scar from, shout out Josh uh, in junior high, hit me with a badminton racket. And, uh, what a dick. Uh, you could see the bone. Oh, um, God. Because it's right on my elbow, right? Right. So you could see the bone, and the teacher, or whoever like had me in the fucking, we didn't have a nurse's office, but like in the human resources, they were pe- trying to patch it up. They put those like things that like Stary hold strips. your skin together. And, um, she's like, okay, like I, I can see bone now that I've cleaned it up. Um, you need to like school policy says like, you need to, we have to call, we have to go to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it, at, at least when you see bone call the hospital. Um, and I'm like, I said, yeah, I need to piss. And I just left. I left school <laughs> and I never, I'm not going to the fucking hospital. Fuck off. Like, it, was, it was fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To be all, all absolutely fair, I think I threw a trash can at him, and then he hit you with hit me with a badminton right. It was a whole thing. It was fine. We were friends. It wasn't like we were fighting. It was it was fine. But uh, yeah, I just remember just leaving. Yeah, and they, I don't think they ever did anything. <laughs> it would yeah. have been grade nine. Yeah, I I I go to the ER every couple of years for something. It's I've been a while. Last time I was in the ER, knock on wood, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, knock knock. Uh, last time I was in the uh, in the ER, it was uh, the night Trump got uh, elected, which was hilarious. I was like sitting in the ER watching the broadcast. For what? Uh, I like a surgery, and then the uh, the incision split open. It was great. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, no, it's like <laughs> I didn't tell anybody, but oh, like, okay. I was just like homesick for a week. It was fine. Oh, okay. It wasn't a big deal. Thanks. I'm but, u- not support using me for moral support. But yeah, I was just like fucking sitting in a wheelchair watching Trump get elected and laughing my ass off. Um, it was great. I'm trying to think, I haven't been to a. <laughs> I actually should go to a doctor, but I I haven't been to a doctor since I was like sixteen. If it ain't broke, no, probably younger. Honestly, um. <clears throat> I haven't, <laughs> I haven't needed, an, I've broken my arm three times. What? Yeah. One arm? Uh, well, no, I think I, I broke my right arm one time. I broke my left wrist one time and then I sprained my left arm one time. Okay. I've broken both arms in the exact same place in the exact same way. Um, all three falling off play structures. Nice. Different ones, but That's I would have been good. like five, six and eight, I think maybe 10. Yeah. I remember because I ruined my parents' long weekend. We were out the cabin for like an hour, and I fucking fell off a play structure and broke my arm. And then they had to drive all the way back to the city and wait with me in the fucking hospital. <laughs> I can't wait to have kids. But, um, and they just ruined But I would have been like 10, whatever. Like, yeah. um, but yeah. So, and then I, I have, I still have asthma, but I, it used to be way worse when I was a kid. Yeah. Apparently you do like puberty. You just kind of grow out of it. Yeah. I, like did, n- I did the same. Nine yeah. out of 10 people just, I guess your lungs get big. I don't know what the fucking science is, but uh, I still like, if I'm exercising, like if I like vigorous exercise, wink, um, or like, um, 
there's smoke in the air from forest fires, for instance. Ooh. I do feel miasma. I, I have a ventil and inhaler that I'll... Um, I don't. I haven't had that since I was like 11. Yeah, I, every so often. Um, allergies bug it. Remember at the when we rented that cabin in February? Yep. I was having an asthma attack. Not an right. attack, but it was just like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, every so often. But it's uh, a couple times um, when I was a kid... I like woke up and I couldn't breathe at all. Like to the point where I'm like going blue. Yeah. And so I had a couple nights in the, in the emergency room, just like on a ventilator or not, a, whatever, just oxygen. like oxygen, oxygen mask, whatever. Right. Um, but since that shit, like I, I don't think I've been to a hospital or even a doctor since I maybe 12. Hmm. I, that there's probably a few times I should have gone. <laughs> yeah, that kind of reminds me. I don't think I've like I don't know if I even mentioned this on the podcast. Merlin. Um. Have I? I don't know. I don't think so. I think we were waiting f- to kind of. Okay. Yeah. Probably didn't want to talk about it. Probably but, don't. Uh, he probably wouldn't. Want it's me. super public. They've posted fucking every single Shh. detail on social media. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. Not my family. I don't Literally think. every detail is on social media. Yep. So none of this is private. Yeah. Uh, but. So my mom's uh, boyfriend of, I guess, like three, four years now, long-term partner, um, has, or got COVID. Got COVID. And, you know, of course, this was in a week when uh, him and my mother were having an argument about, like, you know, the uh, reasons to get the vaccine. And he's like, no, I'm not going to get the vaccine. I'm not going to get sick. I'll be fine. If I do get sick, it won't be a big deal. <laughs> and then four days later was in the ICU from COVID. Yeah, and he actually got moved out of province because yeah. our ICU beds were full. Yeah, he got, he was one of the people that uh, was like, went to the regional hospital there. They weren't fully equipped to deal with it because, I mean, you know, they were in the Bible Belt and it's anti-vaxxers, anti-maskers. And it was just, they were airlifting like two people a day at one point. Yeah. And so he was airlifted out of the uh, regional hospital into city hospital city hospital then airlifted him to because we were uh, full yeah airlifted him to ontario you know next province over to another hospital because they weren't having a surge at the time yeah and he was there for several weeks and it was like it was touch and go and he was airlifted by the military by the way yeah. Uh, yeah, it was like in a military cargo plane with military surgeon and team. I'm going to like, like try and like hold my tongue this team. entire yeah. story because I wanted to say my fucking tax money. Yeah, no, literally. Um, well, not my taxes, obviously, but... Yeah, you don't pay taxes. I, I tax evade, yeah. Anyway, continue. <laughs> Someone's taxes are getting Someone's waste. taxes. Uh, but yeah, so he was uh, airlifted and the, the military surgeon or doctor when they... Uh, that was obviously going to like take care of him during the flight and transport told... Um, you know Merlin's mother like prepare funeral arrangements it's not looking good yeah people don't usually recover from this yeah and uh, well, he was in like a coma wasn't he he was in a coma for weeks yeah induced medically induced coma yeah and they had Nothing him on wild. yeah they had him on 100% oxygen and at one point they did have to like flip him onto his stomach which is kind of like a last resort uh, because it's uh, you it is like it's kind of like a temporary relief uh, allows people to breathe more easily but also like at that point that you're flipping someone over it's pretty high risk of death okay i don't know all the science behind it but flipping someone over is not a good sign it's like tummy time with babies yeah except it's more so like i just learned about this oh 
I don't know anything about fucking kids. It's fine. <laughs> Tummy time? You don't need to. Do they like it? I don't know. They need it. They like it? Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> Merlin got his tummy time, and then... Uh, we can make jokes because he's alive. Yeah, no, barely. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, he pulled, he pulled out of it after s- several weeks. I don't know if it was like five or six weeks, uh, but he is basically like... He's recovering... But he has a reputable damage, I think. Yeah, no, he's recovering similar to someone that had like a very severe stroke, stroke. right? Yeah. Um, he he doesn't he he's only got like partial motor control uh, returned to his hands. He's using arms. a walker to walk. I yeah, saw a picture. He, he needs a walker uh, wheelchair really to move around. Yeah. Uh, and he like he can kind of get around his house, but like if he's got to walk any decent distance, he needs like a walker or a scooter. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't have the motor control of his hands to basically like, you know, when you like open and flex your wrist backwards, mm-hmm. that motor control he doesn't have. Like the, the lifting. Yeah. And also the same thing in his feet. He can't lift his feet. He can like lift, he can like pull his legs up in the air, but like when you, and that's when just, you're flex- that's, that's from that's, lack of oxygen to his extremities probably, right? Um, or is it a brain thing? It's a nervous system thing. Yeah. It's it's nerve damage yeah. from, uh, I mean, COVID specifically does this. It causes, they don't actually know why. It's called uh, peripheral nerve damage, but it's not actually peripheral nerve damage. It just behaves like it. Okay. So it's another one of the things about COVID they don't actually understand. But, yet. but, but yeah. it's a 99.9% survival rate though. Yeah. And he survived. Uh, so therefore it's not that bad, even though he has a reputable damage, but don't talk about that. It's yeah. a 99%. And this, survival rate. this isn't a, this isn't to mention the scarring on his heart and on his lungs and like you get permanent vision damage. My mom got COVID too, by the way, and she has uh, she needs new glasses. Like her oh, eyes have wild. gotten significantly worse. Well, but she had, she had almost no symptoms. Our friend, I won't say his name, but <laughs> um, still doesn't have all his taste back. Yeah, he had COVID a year ago. And he still doesn't have all his taste back. Yeah. And they're saying it might never come back. It might. Yeah, no, one day it might just be back. One day. Yeah, but there's there's actually a lady who uh, wrote and released a book on how to rebuild your taste sense back. It's almost like learning how to speak again. You have to retrain which your is brain. So, yeah. Which is so wild. But like. Your, ba- your here, brain basically like, forgets what things smell like. You don't lose the physical ability to smell. Your brain yeah. just forgets. Uh, like the nerves, well, the, that's cool. the, the, the signals that your nerves so you, are sending to your brain no longer make sense so to you, your brain. You, so you can like retrain yeah. your brain. That's so cool. That's interesting. Yeah, you can regain it. Interesting. But, you have to... but like, so that's the thing that pisses me off is all these like anti-vaxxers are like, well, you have a 99% chance of survival. It's like, yeah. But yeah, the permanent damage crowd is pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the like, thing, like, like I said, my mom, we, my mom had almost no symptoms and she's permanent mi- vision damage. When we didn't, um, even know how many fatalities Spanish flu caused until like 50 years later, because everyone writing shit down died. Well, no, but you're partially a lot of these people that survived, your lungs were permanently damaged or your heart's permanently damaged. And then you die at 60 yeah. instead of 80. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, attributed to the COVID or the flu, whatever you had, you would have survived longer. Yeah. So we don't even know the full extent of COVID's damage until yeah, in, no. it'll be a while. But it's just 99% survival, bro. Like, yeah, I've actually had people say to me, I was like, do you I, like actually know anybody that's had COVID? I'm like, uh, 
Yeah. Well, my aunt died. Yeah. My aunt died of COVID. Uh, she was the sixth person in Manitoba to die. Great. I, I forgot about that. I never met her. It's like whatever. But like my mom and my grandma knew her. And uh, yeah, she she passed away. Um, kid I went to high school with. Jared DeBois. Shout out, buddy. Miss oh. you. Yeah, he's fucking dead. Four of my mom's clients have died. Yeah, like... Yeah, man, like... And she's got, like, 400 clients. When we know a bunch of people that have gotten it um, and made a full recovery, but we know people that... Like, fuck off! <laughs> like, and we're not even getting hit as bad as, like, some places in the States. No. Ah, uh, man, like, I, I feel bad. Like, it's... I Like, we're kind of cresting the... This is... The way I see it is this is like a dry run for the real shit that's about to happen. Oh, we're all going to fucking die. We're all going to fucking die. Right? 100%. Because a pandemic with 50% mortality rate is going to come by and people will be like, my fucking rights. <laughs> like, like it's going to, like, let's take Haiti as an example. So Haiti just had their president assassinated. And then had an earthquake. And then like two, three weeks later had a 7.2 earthquake. I think between last episode and this episode, they had a pretty bad earthquake. Uh, The death toll is currently at about 1,200. No, 1,700, 1,800. It's like 1,800 today. Um, And going up, it'll it'll go up up a lot. A lot. Because the last last one that was similar size in 2010 killed 160,000 people or 130,000. It was like 200,000. Okay, whatever. No, I think it was like 130. I just was looking at that's a fucking lot of people yeah. and billions of dollars of damage. Right, and they still haven't recovered from it. And uh, then, yeah, oh, and fuck, then they had so they had a giant storm in 2016. Yeah, that they still haven't fully recovered from. And then they had this earthquake, 7.2. And then while they're doing the rescue efforts, they got another typhoon. Just recently, this couple like, days ago. Like now. Oh shame. So they're like they can't properly pull off rescue because the typhoons are is so it bad like, they can't fly. I don't want to be this guy but like is there a certain point where you're just like let's not have a civilization here let's fucking move that's where I'm going yeah so I think most of the like uh, half the world is gonna have a Haiti <laughs> in like the next 20 years well actually here, here's here's a good maybe I hope not but I hope obviously but obviously pro- but we, probably obviously we care about people we care about the earth in general but not everyone agrees. Let what here let's let's think. Is it fair for like Haitians or any any nation to be to have to like move from their historic Okay, like here's a good example. Oklahoma, USA. Mm-hmm. is the highest per capita tornadoes in the world and also the highest per capita trailer parks in the world. Amazing. Why? <laughs> <laughs> um, why don't people just move out of Oklahoma? Because people... It's my fucking home. Fuck off. Right. Right? I shouldn't have to move out of Tornado Alley. Fuck you. Like Segway in TikTok video of Oklahoma girl saying Oklahoma City... Braves, whatever their team is, uh, in an in, in, yeah, in an incoherent accent. Yeah. But um, I don't know your teams. Fuck you. Whatever. But same, like you know, a lot of these Caribbean islands and a lot of you know these nations that are at risk of global of um, climate change. Uh, fucking them up. Fucking them up. Like 
it's not fair that they would have to like you you're you have to move away from the island that your hundreds of years of ancestors have lived on because we can't drive electric cars you know what i mean like i mean we can worry about that right now but like wait another you know 20 30 years and that'll be Miami. That'll be LA. That'll be Manhattan. That'll be not Winnipeg, Manitoba, though. No. So no. Are, well, it we, could be if the we, if the river went up twenty feet, thirty we, feet, we could be in danger. We are going to be the last place. <laughs> could be the last stronghold. No, literally. We could. I'm yeah. not even kidding. Yeah. We are because we are the coldest, <laughs> most central civilization in the world, literally. Yeah, like there's there's hardly anybody further away from the ocean than us. We're on the same lateral line as Siberia, which um, Russia used to send people into exile to freeze to death. And we're just like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> like, so it looks like a good place to settle down. And like up north. But the, the difference is we're like well adapted to the climate. We're, at, yeah. well, we're well adapted to the, to yeah, the extremes. Like we, you, you see the news like, oh, this heat wave killed so many people because they, they don't have AC because they don't get hot weather. It's like, okay, we have AC because we get hot weather, but also really well insulated yeah, oh, no. house, houses because it gets Winnipeg super cold. Winnipeg is historic. Like, yeah, no, like fucking England, it'll be 35 and people are dying. Yeah. We have the we like last two weeks we've had thirty seven Celsius plus every single day. Last eight weeks, <laughs> yeah, we had like one week of dip, but yeah, it's been like thirty. This is the hottest summer I ever remember in my entire life. It is the hottest summer ever. Yeah, and um, what's well, it's the lowest amount of rain we've had in one hundred fifty years, and it's the hottest summer that the world has ever experienced. So whatever. Anyway, but not to get into climate change debate, but um, debate. <laughs> it's been thirty seven degrees Celsius all summer. And in the winter, it's minus 50. Yeah. Winnipeg, uh, a few years ago, was colder than the surface of Mars. For like a week. For like a week straight. Yeah, no, like... It was we, colder than the Arctic Circle. People make jokes that Winnipeg is fucking cold and miserable, and we're also hot and miserable. It's so, awesome. But we're... Yeah, we're a fucking adept. Like, this, we are survivors. Like, this like, fucking city. Not, carp- just, not just in our ho- housing, but our food system our crops our infrastructure our entire infrastructure can survive the weather going 15 degrees warmer and 15 degrees colder our entire infrastructure can survive yeah because we all plug our cars in (laughs) yeah well and so it'll be canada and russia as the last strongholds well it'll be it won't be canada because the u.s will just migrate yeah oh yeah no the u.s will will just be like we'll be like North North Dakota. Yeah, the U.S. will invade us well before. We'll be New New York. Yeah, well before that we need to, we'll have any productive, uh, probably a half because you got to drive. Thanks. Um, it's like in the Fallout universe, um, pre-nuclear war, the Russians invaded Alaska. So then, or no, they, the Russian, the Russians in the U.S. are fighting. And uh, so the the Americans kept having to move troops through Canada to get to Alaska yeah. to, like, fight on that front. Um, and Canada was like, hey, don't do that. Uh, so they annexed Canada. <laughs> in Just the, annexed. In the Fallout universe. I, I love, um, let's take a shot first. Okay, we're going to take another shot because it's only 35%. So and- technically... It's a little bit less. And I'm kind of... The more I drink, I kind of like this little habanero, a little boy. Yeah, pretty good. 
But yeah, I saw the picture the other day of like 50% of Canada lives below this line. I think like 80% lives within 100K of the fucking US border. Yeah, but like the line that was drawn was below the border of most of Canada (laughs) and just included like Toronto and like Ottawa, Montreal. Yeah. And it's like 50% of Canada lives below this line. And it's like 3% of the country. Well, yeah, 8 million. So, like, sure, annex Canada. You can fucking walk through it. Nobody's there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, like, what? Like, eight... what, are the, what are the Okanagans going to stop you? It's <laughs> like there's just a bunch of fucking... Winemakers. <laughs> a bunch of winemakers high, as, high, high on free weed, <laughs> on legal weed. Well, I think, like, yeah, like, well, Tor- Toronto, the greater Toronto area, is, I think it's like 5 million people, right? And that's... There's a river separating Toronto and fucking Detroit. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Well, a lake, but yeah. Well, what's the... What's the city that's right on... There's a river, and it's Detroit, and then there's a Canadian city in southern Ontario. It might be the GTA. No, it's... I've got to look at a fucking map right now because I don't, I don't, I've been there like once. Just say Detroit Canadian city. I'm just going to look at an actual map. Okay. That's easier. Because I know, um, that border crossing is the most traveled border crossing in, in Canada, U.S. Oh, Detroit and Sarnia. Yeah. That's the most traveled. Oh, I know people in Sarnia. That's the most traveled uh, border crossing in the Canada, U.S., that one right there. Yeah, so Sarnia is right next to London, which is right next to Mississauga. Yeah, London, yeah. Yeah, Mississauga is, I guess, the, yeah, it's all the same. Mississauga is right by Buffalo. Yeah, it's all the same shit. Niagara Falls is Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is right next to New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that border crossing is the most traveled Canadian border crossing. And fun fact, uh, the only or one of like the two profitable via rail lines yeah. is like there. The other one's between like Quebec City and Montreal. Yeah. And every single other one loses money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I believe it. That's why they're closing a bunch of them because they all fucking lose. And then well, COVID. It's too expensive. And then COVID, right? It's, yeah, ironically, it's too expensive. Like, I wanted to, I I really wanted to take a via rail. Like, cross country? In, instead of fly. I want to go to Vancouver. Yeah. Oh, man. I You've driven that. It was four times the price. Yeah, which I... Or was it six times the price? And what would you... Think about flying. Think about that, yeah. right? Because historically, of course, the train would be cheaper and it would take longer. Yeah. But now, no, like... It's a hundred, like you can get $150 flights to fucking Vancouver from here. Like, yeah, I didn't even get cheap flights. Like it was 360 each way. And it was, a f- yeah, probably about, it was half of my vacation budget would have been the train. Well, last, or more. last time I flew to, and that was for like a shitty cabin. Last time I flew to like Victoria, I spent like 99 bucks on the flight from here. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Can't but, beat it. but. I've driven that from Winnipeg to Vancouver. I love it. I drew, I drove that in a sitting. Yeah. 30, no. <laughs> 30 hours in a sitting one yeah, time. Yeah, so did I. It's fucking um, awesome. But you follow the train a lot through the Rockies. Yeah. You can see it across the river, like across yeah. the way. Beautiful. It's going through these man-made tunnels through the fucking, they like dynamited tunnels through shit. And you, you go through these fucking soup, these tunnels that are like a foot above the train. Yeah. 
like and and i went in last time i did or when i did the drive it was louis riel day i remember when is that is that fall or spring fuck i don't know <laughs> i think it's fall and it, what, okay whatever it was on one side of the winter yeah so there was no snow but it was close enough to the winter that there was snow up in the mountains right so it was this cool like you slowly start going up and up into the rockies and then you just see snow and you're like wait it's not winter yet but it's snow up in the mountains and so this train is like cutting through the snow and you see it coming up on the tracks and it's oh, that's, yeah, so cool. So cool. I would love to. Speaking of Louis Riel. Um, Shout out Louis Riel. <laughs> I saw, or sorry, I met one of the. Uh, you met Louis Riel? Yeah. Louis uh, Riel? Yeah. One In of the, the Yep. Yeah, one of the guys that's, uh, uh, he does the concrete grinding and refinishing on, uh, for the same contractor I work for. Yep. And uh, so he shows up wearing a Louis Riel shirt, you know, yeah. the one that's like just like a, a, a silhouette. Just the bust of him, yeah. Yeah, just a silhouette of the bust. Yeah. And uh, he's like, I don't know, like I commented on it. He's like, you're going to love this. Pulls out his phone, shows me a picture of like, he's like, yeah, this was me this morning. And it was his, I guess he like woke up and his hair was crazy. And he like put the shirt on before he's like going out to work. And with his hair like sticking up and wild uh and his fucking facial hair and then him wearing the shirt he looks exactly like louis Riel. that's funny and none of us can remember his name <laughs> so, the, so we just call louis? him louis Riel. that's so funny so it's like oh yeah louis Riel. is he like is he coming like next week he's <laughs> yeah, like yeah yeah real we just call him real or louis Riel that's now funny and it's uh, it's fucking Shout hilarious because he looks exactly like him. Uh, Louis Riel, for you, those of non-Manitobans who are listening, was a uh, the founder of our province, Manitoba. A real um, swashbuckler. He was a uh, Métis man who basically was like, "Fuck you, Britain. Um, I like Native people." And Britain was like, "Well, we don't like Native people." And then he shot a guy. And went into exile in North Dakota, and then came back and led a Métis rebellion. Um, that and was pretty successful. That was semi-successful, and then founded our province. So, um, all Ridley. my here, most of my heroes are domestic terrorists. Um, <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. Louis Riel, uh, Luke Skywalker. Um, yeah, Fidel Castro. <laughs> no, I, not a Castro fan, but yeah. Um, here, okay, here's a, here's a, here's what one. about uh, <laughs> I got a lot of where's things. our boy? I gotta think who Jay Che Guevara, yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, so here I am always split because I'm a, I'm a capitalist, obviously. I am always split because I don't like communism, yeah, you know, and, and Castro and Che Guevara were historically homophobic, they executed gay people and they were communists and. Not only communists, but like hypocrite communists. Like Castro seized uh, Cohiba cigars and nationalized it. And uh, uh, Havana ju- Club. Uh, just because he liked the cigars. Yeah. So he's ha- like, fuck you. And Havana Club. Yeah. Because that was like their main export. Yeah. So whatever. But I'm not a huge communist fan. But I'm also not a huge American imperialism fan. No. So Batista was a puppet dictator in Cuba that the Americans had put in to keep the economy, to keep that casinos and the fucking economy going. And the people of Cuba rebelled and fucking invaded and took over. 
I simultaneously respect telling America to go fuck themselves. Yeah. And fighting them. We love a revolutionary. We don't like their politics. But then I don't like communism. Yeah. So I'm very, very split. What's worth Because I think what America does with their imperialism is fucking just as bad. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I, I'm, I'm always very split with, with that kind of, um, cause a lot of the people that I, the revolutionaries that I respect are, are left, are leftists, are socialist communist revolutionaries. Right. Mm-hmm. Because a lot, like when you start getting on the, cause like, you know, the, the Democrats are not actually left, right? They're, they're on the right. They're on the authoritarian right. They're just fa- slightly farther left than the Republicans. Slightly. Slightly. So when they're talking about like gun control and shit, like when you actually talk to a actual leftist, they're like, yeah, fuck liberals. Yeah. Like I want my guns <laughs> because I want to shoot a fucking landlord in the head. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. So I'm split. So here, here's, here's one story question for you our prime minister uh and especially his father had some ties to fidel castro mm-hmm. our prime minister's father um pierre Elliott trudeau was friends i think you could say with with um fidel castro um to the point where there's conspiracy theories that justin trudeau is actually fidel castro's son because they, they look, they, they, they look, look very like similar. Yeah. And uh, there's pictures with Fidel Castro drunk with, um, with Trudeau's mom. It's like a whole thing. <laughs> so That's go- amazing. Just Google Justin Trudeau, Fidel Castro, read about it. I'm not going to take a side either way, but I, I whatever. Love, I love it either way. But um, what was it? Justin Trudeau attended Fidel Castro's funeral. Mm-hmm. And I think... Correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was a pole bearer, and he was heavily criticized by like Maxime Bernier and a few and like a few other um, uh, right conservatives in Canada. Heavily criticized. Like this is a fucking communist di- dictatorship. Yeah, and you're like fuck off, right? But here's I said at the time, and I'll say again these politicians that are speaking out don't understand like the streets your father and him were homies yeah it, your politics don't fucking matter like he's a dead associate he's a dead homie like you go fucking yeah yeah i don't i think being mad at someone for attending a funeral is is a stupid idea it's it's he, you're not endorsing their politics you're yeah, he, you're going to their fucking funeral. He's dead, number one. But number two, it's like his father and him were home. Like it, it just is what it is. Like there's a level of respect there. Yeah, especially in politics, because it's the the definition of politics, especially when it comes to foreign relations, is you have to build relationships with and associate with people that you don't share your views with. But there's yeah that's, that's, yeah that's politics but entirely. There's a level of respect, w- like your father's allies. Yeah, that just I I don't think he had to go. Of yeah. course he had to go. Like yeah. I so I don't I don't I don't, and this is coming from a anti-liberal anti-communist person, which is me. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm so, no, Fair of enough. course yeah. he had to yeah. go. Like, fuck yeah. off. Anyone who was saying he died. Like, no. Like, I like that we're playing political pundits, but really late. This is a business podcast. It's fine. Not a political podcast. Isn't it, though? We should start a political podcast. <laughs> <laughs> then I'd have to do research and yeah. have real opinions. You know, okay, here, here's, let's make this commitment right now. When we have enough money to hire somebody to do research for us, We'll start a political podcast. Fuck yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm in. When this podcast is self-sufficient enough to have somebody like, here's your here's your research, sir. We'll fucking do it. <laughs> sure. We'll just get a Jamie. Exactly. Well, because like someone else could pre- present the facts and then we could just give our outraged opinions. Yeah. I just need the TLDR. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we, I, we I, need, a, I need literally anything in front of me to just like go off on. Yeah. We have a group chat, you and me and, a, and our other friends. We always talk about, we have this mastermind group that we do weekly calls. We're all like business owners or high executives. And we have this um, group chat and literally I think twice this week, somebody sent like an article and started talking about it. And then me and you were both like, can you give us the TLDR? <laughs> like, I'm not reading that shit. Yeah. Can you just sum it up in two sentences? It's so like, I can like talk about it. Like I would like to read it, but you just said the short version was 14 pages. I don't fucking time for this shit. <laughs> I'm going to read that one though. That seemed interesting. Yeah. 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 No, the, the 14 pages was the, what I mentioned earlier, uh, the, uh, the summary of the effectiveness of the occupation of Afghanistan, by oh. the U S army. So here's, conspiracy corner no no no. so uh it's election time in canada yep um so yeah we'll pro so in america you have what six months to campaign before you're fucking yeah the election um it's, it's forever it's like half the time you're in office you're campaigning in canada uh it's six weeks yeah you campaign for so we're going to the polls this uh, today is august the 18th uh, 2021 we're going to the polls September 20th yeah election just got called last week um um yeah whatever election got um Trudeau has a minority government he wants a majority government it's a whole thing don't I, we're not going to talk about how the fucking Canadian politics works but uh they just called an election we're going back to the polls soon so the conservative party our right wing party our right ish wing we have farther. Yeah, center, it's center right. Center right. Our center right party, but there's two. I guess three major parties. We have the conservative party, the liberal party, and the NDP party. Conservatives like center right. Um, liberals like left of that, but still kind of right. And then our NDP is like mid left. Yeah. And those are the three parties that have like 95 percent of the seats. Yeah. In the house, or <laughs> if you don't consider the block a party. <laughs> No. Uh, the Quebec Separatist Party has like 15% of our fucking seats, but only in Quebec. Yeah. It's, it's a ama- whole thing. It's amazing. Don't worry about it, but whatever. And then our Green Party, which is like the environmentalist party, have like two seats. And then there's like a bunch of other federal parties, but those are the only ones with seats. But for all intents and purposes, the liberals and the conservatives are first and second, and then the NDP is trailing behind. Mm-hmm. But anyway. So our conservative party, uh, they just came up with their new slogan for this election, which is secure the future. Sorry, the NDP? No, no, no the conservative. Oh, conservative. Okay, sorry. Yeah. They just came out. This is like a week ago. They came up with their new slogan, secure the future. Vote conservative in 2021. 
I no. love how you turn change nothing forever into a slogan. Now, here, now that, when I read that, I'm like, that sounds kind of familiar to me. But whatever. And then I read this article. And I was like, wait, I have heard that before. So their slogan is secure the future. Now, you at home listening, I would encourage you now to Google 14 words or 14 slash 88. Um, I'll read I'll read what they are and then we'll backtrack in them. I don't sure. want to blow my load to I'm trying to like get better at stories. So now these are the 14 words. Now, keep in mind, what was the conservative party slogan? Secure the future. Secure the future. Keep that in mind. Here's sure. the 14 words. We must secure the existence of our people and the future for That's, white children. I was going to say this sounds racist before you said the white children part. Yes. So the 14 words or 1488 yeah. um, is were, is a the 14 words uh, originated by uh, David Eden Lane, who is the head of the order which was a white supremacist uh, terrorist organization. I was they like say this this reeks yeah, of KKK. They, I, I don't even know what you're going to say. They were like robbing banks to support themselves. They oh, were perfect. A, uh, they favorite. were a terrorist organization. Good, um, great. I think he's either in jail or dead now. But Nothing wrong with that. Um, but 1488, 14 represented the 14 words, which was we must secure the existence of our people and the future for white children. And the 88, uh, eighth letter of the alphabet, go. It's H. H.H. Uh, Hail Hitler. Awesome. 1488. Yeah. So that was his uh, slogan for his white supremacist group. And if we'll say it one more time, we must secure the existence of our people and the future for white children. And the Conservative Party of Canada's new slogan, uh, secure the future. God, they're not even trying they're anymore. They're not even fucking trying. <laughs> oh, so, that's amazing. Yeah. I love that. It's yeah. like, it's like make America great again. Yeah. Yeah. It's literally just yeah. the English translation yeah. of what of Hitler's slogan. Yeah. 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 So the article I read They're um, not even fucking trying. Not, anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And and Google everything I, I just said. This isn't a conspiracy. This is all true. Everything I just said is true. It it, it worked once. It might as well you it'll work again. So <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. Good job. Um, Good marketing. So I read this. The article I read is like, no, I don't think every conservative caucus member knows the connection. But I guarantee you the person that wrote that slogan does. Yeah. <laughs> and I guarantee you the ones that are going to endorse it uh, are either willfully ignorant yeah. or compliant. And, um, fuck, that's so funny. It's pretty fun. And we just had a, uh, but so bad. We just had a concert. And so he, and full disclosure, I think our conservative party is pretty left as far as like They're, conservative. Our, our conservative go. party is probably more left than the Democrats. Oh, they are. No, they a hundred percent are. Yeah. Look at the, look at the quadrant. Go on uh political compass.org. Yeah. Look at where everyone is. Our political right is farther left than the Democrats in the States. Yeah. Or at least farther down. Like the Democrats right. are more authoritarian. Yeah. It's authoritarian, libertarian, uh liberal conservative. Yeah. On the four qu- on the four corners. Yeah. Um but so I but 
yeah. Well, and we, they, Derek Sloan, who is a, a member of parliament for Canada, he was a, a previous member of the Conservative Party. Uh, he is a pro conversion therapy, which is, um, which is you take gay people. It just gave me shivers. You put, you take gay people and you, you pray the gay away. Yeah. You hypnotize them and show them like porn, like straight porn and then like show them gay porn and then fucking hit them with a ruler and shit to like try and yeah, like get gay thoughts out of their head. Yeah. Electroshock therapy. Everyone, everyone has agreed that this doesn't work, but he is pro conversion therapy. He thinks it works. Shout out Milo Yiannopoulos, former gay person. Anyway, but uh, um, he's pro, or he wants to reopen the abortion debate in Canada. Of course. Which we uh, we legalized abortion way before other, we were like the second developed country to do it. Uh, he wants to reopen the gay marriage debate, oh, which was never even a debate here. No. Our far right parties were like, yeah. Whatever. Fine, let the gay people get married, whatever. It was never even a debate. We were like the first country to it was, fucking it be was, like It yeah. was never a wedge issue. Yeah, it was never an issue. Even our right parties were like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Let gay people get married. Um, He wants to reopen that. He wants to reopen abortion. He wants to fucking make conversion therapy legal. Anyway, Derek Sloan. I mean, that's not um, really much different than troubled teen industry in the States. Sure, but uh, he recently got kicked out of the conservative party because he took a donation from a white supremacist group. <laughs> Oh, that's crossing the line there, buddy. Well, and he you claimed, can't say the quiet thing out loud. He claims he didn't know. Uh-huh. Right? They just, oh, they made a donation. I don't fucking... A lot of people donate to me. I don't know. That's what he claims. Uh, but Ign- now... Ignorance is never a defense. <laughs> but now he has made um, the People's Party of Canada, which is notor- like which is a... I have a sorted history with them let's say i won't go any farther than that but they are anti-immigrants anti-vaccine uh, anti-mask that's kind of their thing so they common sense i don't whatever but they are farther right than the conservative party yeah um they invited derek sloan to inv- to join their party and he said no you're not right enough for me basically so he formed his own party which is called the true north party which is funny because true north no true north entertainment's the company that owns uh, the winnipeg jets no you can't it's part of the anthem right like you can't i have a story about that in a second but uh anyway but he founded his own party on like no gay marriage no abortion whatever um so we'll see how that works you'll probably win eventually well he's a sitting mp like he won his seat yeah uh, and he's like the one of the youngest MPs ever. He's like 36 or something. Mm-hmm. Like one of the, there's obviously, there were these NDP MPs that won uh, because they were just ran, running random people in these bullshit uh, districts that they never had a chance of winning. But then there was like this orange wave like two elections ago that mm-hmm. just like, and so all these like 18 year olds got elected. And they're like, oh, I didn't think I would win. <laughs> like, but anyway, but he's like one of the youngest like sitting MPs. And uh, so who knows if it, he, let's see if he wins a seat this year, right? This, this in, I, in 20 days. I'm, I'm fully, I'm fully prepared for the, you know, very conservative wave of influence. It's things are going to get pretty yeah. fashy before Here, they well, get better. Uh, Nova Scotia just had their provincial elections and they went conservative. Yeah. Far conservative. Yeah. Shit um, like that. 
when when times go hard, people go conservative. Like yeah. shit's gonna get really fashy. Do you think that's a uh, good times create weak men kind of thing? Uh, it's a human flaw for sure. It's people want a strong man to take charge and and you know take control and get things quote quote unquote back on track, which inevitably leads to just electing someone who's just going to grift the fuck out of the entire company. Well, and we were country. talking we were talking about this during the presidential election. Yeah. The US presidential election. Um you can go back and watch our 4-hour special where we live commentated the presidential oh, election. Yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, that's up on YouTube and Spotify. Um but we were talking about this is how every election it gets farther divided. Yeah. There's no centrist anymore. It's like all far right, far left. And the centerists are either, well, uh, they're, 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 if they, there's no, not really such a thing as a swing voter anymore. Well, and America's different than Canada, obviously, yeah. in, in voting. That's true, because we're not a binary system. We have five parties, major parties. Uh, yeah. Three one, three parties that could stand a chance of winning. Yeah. Um. So it's always interesting. But it's getting more divided because that's where people are going. People like that. We, we talk about this all the time. The tribal, the tribe thing Yeah. where people like their fucking group and it's like them or us kind of thing. And well, we're just dividing more and more. I would argue that a lot of Democrats are pretty fashy too with Biden. Like it's the same idea. Well, I think well, Biden's pretty right wing. Well, right. But when I say fashy, I mean like the idea of fascism is like the, um, it's kind of like the, the ideal man, the perfect leader, the uh, the spiritual leader of the movement, that whole idea of like one man can embody the spirit of a movement is inherently a, like a fascist ideal. Yeah. And it's, it's almost religious mm -hmm. uh, endorsement and belief in a single individual to be able to um, represent a whole group of people and a whole idea. Well, and then like, like I... It's, it's not based in reality, but it's very, very attractive well and then i still see like i always talk about this i follow far left and far right facebook pages and yeah. and twitter accounts just to get uh every aspect right and i still see these democrats these biden supporters that are like okay yeah i know he he's still building cages on the mexican border and he's still all this but at least he's not separating them anymore from their families right they're still locking up children, but like, it's like, at least yeah. he's not trying. Like when your first argument of why your candidate is good is, well, the other one's worse. You're fucking lost. The, 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 but that's the, all the they, goal. that's the entire political system. They no, only I, agree, have, they, I agree they with you. And that's or. why I'm getting more dissuaded every fucking year. Yeah. Because it's fucked. Like, yeah. you know, like in Canada, I talked to a ton of people, um, during the election last year, this is a political podcast now, but, that were like, why don't we just vote fucking for the prime minister? Like, why don't we have a popularity vote and vote for the fucking prime minister? It's like, no, you vote for your local representative. And that local representative talks to you uh, for you in the House of Commons. Right, but these two people are too lazy. These people no, are too lazy to care about I think the local... 50% of Canada doesn't know that. They think we yeah. are voting for the prime minister right. when you go in and vote. Yeah. Because how it works in Canada is you vote for a local representative. There's 300, what is it, 335 seats? What is it? I don't know. Something remember. like that. 330, 355, something like that. Fuck, I'm drunk. Sorry. Um, it's a lot of seats. 
300 and some seats and each uh there's a bunch of districts in the the country we have like 15 districts in manitoba Mm -hmm. you vote for the local person to represent you and then they vote for the leader of the party to become prime minister Mm -hmm. a fun fact if you actually read our charter uh not only does that person not have to be a member of the party uh they don't even have to be canadian or of age you could vote for like a Russian child and if uh, like two thirds of the party voted for them to be leader, uh, they would become our prime minister. I'm here for that. But uh, I think every single prime minister we've ever had in our 153 years uh, has been the leader of the the party that got the most votes. Right. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, be- because then uh, the o- the opposition can do something called a no- non-confidence vote at any time. Yeah. And if there's not enough confidence in the leader, uh, we'll have a new election. Right. And that a no-confidence vote can also be triggered by... Um, if they can't pass <clears throat> a, America can't uh, pass, pass a, a budget. budget bill. Yeah. If you can't pass a budget bill... In Canada, uh, it's an auto no confidence. Yeah, imagine if that was a fucking rule in in the states. Like, well, yeah, because that makes it so. Uh, because in the states, when you introduce a budget bill, you put in all this fucking Israel shit and all this cop shit, like all this yeah bipartisan stuff in this giant bill, and then they give you a fourteen hundred page fucking booklet to review overnight. Yeah, and then they vote on it the next day. Right. Um, Canada, you have to be a little bit more strategic because if you try to stonewall people like that, they're just like, oh, no confidence and fucking get you out and we have another election. Right. Yeah. So you have to be, I, I you prefer. You actually have to sell it. Yeah. Yeah. I prefer Canadian politics over American politics. Well, here's my favorite part about like everyone's freaking out over Biden's $3 trillion bill mm-hmm. and they just love saying that number. Yeah. Uh, reality of the numbers, it's an 8% increase over 10 years. For what? The infrastructure thing? over the existing operating budget of the government. But to be absolutely fair, um, the operating budget of the government's fucked. Agreed. But they like people just sling around $3 trillion bill. It's massive. It's like, it's an 8%. Biggest bill we've ever had, but realistically. It's just an 8% increase. Of course it it's is. It's less than 1% a year. Well, of course it is. And they're like, it's going to overheat yeah. the economy. It's like, yeah, 0.85% a year. Well, and then they point, no. they point to the inflation that's happened because of COVID and blame right. Biden, right? Yeah. Or Trudeau, that's happening here too. Yeah. No, it's, we it's, have supply issues, so gas prices go up, and they're like, Trudeau's fucking carbon tax. It's like, yeah, it's partly that, but it's also partly, we're in a fucking pandemic. Like, yeah, that no, was fucking nonsense. Yeah, I love it. <sighs> I think we should probably transition into the end here. Sure. Or whatever. We're over two hours. So, this is the segment we call business tip of the week, where we give a business tip that's relevant to our uh, current business struggles. Mm. I don't have one. I do. Okay, go. I don't have a tip, but I have a. Fucking grievance. Okay. Um, I mean, everyone has. We his... can probably switch it into a tip. So go yeah, ahead. Everyone has his grievance right now. Uh, hiring. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, in the last, you know, couple months, couple weeks, even. There's a labor shortage. They say. Well, yeah. There's labor shortage, but I was gonna say the last couple weeks, it's like there's been a a a boom to business, and uh, if everything pans out that I'm looking for at, you specifically, yeah. Okay. If if everything pans out that I'm looking at, it's going to be, you know, I've got my fucking next three years guaranteed. Yeah. And 
but that's I'm gonna have to next three years guaranteed but not including the work I already have so like I, that work that's guaranteed potentially for the future I'll have to grow into that that is that's capacity above what I already have so having to grow that is fucking painful because we've had two people leave in the last three months for completely different reasons both of them but just hiring new new talent impossible like I'm, I had uh, I mean we put out a couple job posts and whatever not a single response sure and then I'm talking to other contractors and they're sending me their leads because they're like we can't take on any more work and like I want to do this job but I can't because we we just don't have the capacity he's like yeah you should work in the office but he's like I've been on the tools for the last six weeks and I'm like yeah fucking same we knew more people were already running two weeks behind or whatever absolutely nobody can find the help that they need and figuring out how and where to find people like I cannot stress enough is like next to raising capital for your business has got to be probably the key competency to any business owner of course and I've got a huge network that's been netting me work, which is awesome. I get cold calls from people I haven't seen in years saying, hey, I want to give you a bunch of money or, you know, I just connected you with somebody because I've been following you on social media, keeping up with you, and, you know, I'm going to help you out. I need that to fucking materialize it to an employee right, <laughs> right now. now. Like yesterday yeah. because... Well, yeah, like, it's, like, it's dry. It's completely dry. Well, like they're little bit of a tangent but related like they're talking about in the states at least there's a huge labor shortage yeah number one i think because a hundred thousand people are dead of covid true um but like i don't know if you've seen some of these fucking like these businesses that are like well nobody wants to work because they're just on fucking welfare so we're like closing the doors or whatever um you seen any of these posts like yeah. these fucking like signs and doors yeah. it's like work fucking Jim's Taco Shack is closing because fucking welfare bums all this shit and then I saw one that's like hiring all positions it's like starting wage $9 an hour you are a starting level employee looking for the first job $10 an hour you're getting skills you're doing whatever $11 an hour you're like becoming competent you can like manage people and then like the top one was $15 an hour you do all, all listed below and above you're more competent than the owner yeah basically yeah. what the fuck are you talking about yeah no it's our starting wage here is 15 bucks like my, my in my company I start people at 15 bucks we're starting at 20 like minimum four, wage we're starting at 40 grand a year minimum wage is 12 bucks yeah like what do you talk America's fucked <laughs> like yeah. Yeah, no, it's it is, yeah. But like, um, here I'll take a capitalist position. This is the free market. Correct, Adapt, baby. Correcting itself. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. If you can't pay them enough that they yeah. don't want to work, that is free market, baby. And I, I said that. People, and, people working their jobs that they hated change jobs. I agree because I was one of them. Yeah. And I said that online in one of my... Shea Richie. Shea's Cafe, right? He was like, well, you know, it becomes not free market when 
uh, the government interferes with with assistance, interfering, paying, um, Serb, you know, paying relief. What? What's your stomach doing? Um, it's the fucking habaneros. Um, but like at a certain, I, and I was, I said like government's gonna fucking government. Like, whatever. Mike's still going. I'll just cut Probably it. Probably fill up your storage. Um, government's going to fucking government. Like, you're not going to stop them. At a certain point, your f- the free market has to adapt to the government being there. It will, yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's almost like a fucking natural disaster happens. Yeah. You don't say, well, it's not the free market because a fucking hurricane came through. Right. No, you fucking adapt around That's it. That's the point of the free market. You adapt around it, and the government's going to fucking government. Yeah. They're going to fucking do this shit. You got to adapt around it. And if nobody wants to work for you for fucking $10 an hour, that's the fucking market telling you, you suck. You know what? You know what I did when I couldn't afford to pay people $15 an hour? Hmm. I worked 16 hours a day and didn't sleep. Right. Fucking pussies. These fucking, (laughs) some of these business owners, man, put in the fucking work. Yeah. One of the, uh, one of the recent like viral interviews was like a town hall where this guy's like, I'm a restaurant owner and I... You know, nobody wants to work anymore, and I can't afford to bring people back at the wages they're demanding, blah, blah, blah. Get on the fucking uh, they, line, dude. They Flip did, some burgers. They did a company search. This guy owns 35 restaurants. Yeah. They're like, you're not a f- small business owner. <laughs> you're worth, you know, $20 million, dude, if, and you're bitching that you can't increase pay from 11 to 12 dude, if, I, if I can't hire for labor, I, I go do the labor myself. Well, if you can't hire for labor, change your fucking business model. Or do it your fucking Change. self. Go flip well, some no, fucking if you burgers. Own 35 ra- if you own 35 restaurants, flipping Sell burgers. Sell a restaurant, dick. Flipping burgers <laughs> won't sol- solve your problem. Maybe liquidating a tenth of your assets. Probably liquidating two two locations, the rent right. would pay employees for the rest. You know what I mean? Like, right. Liquid, liquidate, consolidate, increase profits. Like one of the one of the biggest tile guys in the city that I uh, recently spoke to, big talker, literally fucking loud person, walks in and he's like, you know what? Let me teach you something. Let me let me tell you a little bit about business. And uh, he went from like forty four employees down to twenty, and he said he makes twice as much money. Um, I think at a certain point, you're blaming the government because you're a hundred percent a shitty business owner. hundred <laughs> like, percent. People that are and this is coming from a like anarcho capitalist. Yeah, fuck a deal that get better because yeah no I don't give a shit the guy, what what are you gonna do Pro- I don't I don't blame protest they're gonna stop no yeah. they're not you can't fucking win <laughs> like yeah I don't I don't blame anybody like we're gonna get the word out and like one of the employees we just lost uh, we're talking about starting a de- uh, design division of the company yeah where we incorporate um, interior or like you know full home design into our services and. Uh, this guy that we just lost, he's going to school for architecture in Ottawa. Hire him back. Yeah. No, well, I'm like, we're, you know, me and uh, my partner were talking about it. We're like, we're bitching about the fact that we're losing this guy. Can't find anybody. I'm like, well, what if we actually start the design shop we've been talking about? And I just like yell down to the other guy. I'm like, yo, you want a job? He's like, what? <laughs> it's like currently employed, right? I'm like, you want a job? He's like, um... I'm like, yeah. when you get back from school, you want a job as an as a designer, as an architect. He's like, fuck yeah. He's like, yeah, I want to come back. He's like, I want to come back. I just don't want to do tile. Yeah. Ex- like the, so he's 100% on board of the company and the culture. He just doesn't want to do the job anymore. 
So my business tip of the day then, fucking adapt. Yeah, fucking adapt. I don't okay, I don't give a shit. Level up well, because wait, your employees here, want to and like, you're not. You, you fucking do you do not call me a fucking commie and a, because <laughs> you know if you listen to anything I say, I'm fucking farther right than you, bitch. But I'm kind of drunk, but I'm being hyperbolic. I'm not actually I'm not actually mad, but um <laughs> aren't you though? You're not gonna beat the fucking government. They're gonna government. Yeah. They're gonna be fucking inefficient. They're gonna waste your fucking money. Adapt, motherfucker. Yep. Don't adapt. To get the on end. TV and bitch that you can't fucking hire employees. I have never asked for fucking help. Adapt to the entropy. Fucking just adapt, man. Like, and no, okay. I'll put it. That's a bad tip. Here's just my adapt. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad tip. Here's my business tip is be, don't feel bad about having to shift greatly to meet new demand or to meet new things. Don't think that your business plan, just because it worked historically, that it'll work forever. Yeah. Including how you treat, train, and use employees. Of course. That's the one of the biggest part of a growing business. You know, you can probably, any of you listening could probably do zero to $100,000 a year practically by yourself. Yeah. By yourself or with uh, minimum wage employees. But to grow any farther past that, like, you just need people. Yeah. It's and, part of the, it's part the, of the fucking and business. And the service industry is notoriously brutal on their staff. Yeah. And and I and they're suffering. Wow! Surprise, surprise. Wow! Well, yeah, like I like to think I treat my people well. We have a, I pay above minimum wage. We have a bonus structure that they can earn up to fifth, like thirty five dollars an hour. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah, and we're talking about like paying sixty uh, percent above minimum and a potential equity and trust structure where you can build like lifetime equity in a co- in the company and build wealth. And I think as an employee. I, I you know I think that. You know, Amazon and Apple, these these companies you hear about on the news, I think those might be the anomaly. Yeah. Right? I think the average Joe running a business will get farther by treating their people better. Yes. Than by just exploiting. Well, Amazon does, but not to the bottom level. Sure. Sure. They they have, they'll I'm sure they have great, compensation plans and like they have great for the middle man they have everything everything Did you have there a business tip? Mi- middle and corporate management I don't think you my business one. tip is basically fucking adapt because yeah well <laughs> hiring hiring's hard and put your brain to it and right now um you know i don't have a i don't really have a solution unfortunately i'll let you know what i do but realizing that the way that you've been doing it which was probably pretty easy which is like oh uh, i got some work to do uh call around to my friends he was looking for work and maybe somebody that i know knows somebody and they can come work for me and then it's a pretty easy start because you know it's your warm market it's your second circle of friends and you can get an employee that way a lot of people rely on that and maybe that's just not how it works anymore Maybe you have to get good at cold interviews. So, I don't know, look at the options and try something different because what you're doing isn't fucking working. You know, and I always, <laughs> this is, it's kind of a, I don't want to be like 
pull yourself up by the bootstraps thing, but like at a certain point, sometimes you just suck. Like, I'll quote uh, Dwight Schrute. It's like, not everything's a lesson, Ryan. Sometimes you just fail. I think saying like, you just suck <laughs> is almost like using the bootstraps thing. Because like, conservatives will often say to liberals, you're only poor because you're dumb. And you haven't worked hard enough. You haven't worked hard enough. Pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Um, conservatives will say like, yeah, pull yourself up by the bootstraps, live within your means, work harder, get smarter, right? Reduce, so, stop inflation. So I love throwing that back at conservatives by when they're bitching about, oh, fucking these liberals don't want to come work because they're on welfare. I'm like, no, nah, you just suck. <laughs> you work fucking, harder, bootstrap like, it. Sometimes you just fucking suck. Yeah. You're not a good employee. You're not a good manager. You, yeah. Your business doesn't draw anybody. It's not exciting. Your The work that you have no longer stimulates anyone. You micromanage shit. You've automated shit to where you've destroyed all the fun out of everything. Yeah. Your profit margin uh, kills everyone's joy. Yeah. And, and, and I don't have a labor shortage in my business. And I don't know. Like, I... Some entrepreneurs shouldn't be entrepreneurs, you know what I mean? Like, do you call yourself an entrepreneur when people ask you? Uh, people don't ask me, number sure. one. I network a lot. Uh, I, honestly, I don't really take the question seriously. Sure. What? What do you do for a living? No. Are you an entrepreneur? Okay. <laughs> if someone asked me that specifically, it would be like... Why? What are you asking me? What do you want to know? Because they're trying to sign you up to an MLM. I'll answer the question with a question. That's not a some. Sure. That's not a question real motherfuckers ask you. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. I'm never like so. What I like, I always ask people, uh, "What are you working on right now?" Yeah. I don't ask people what they do for a living. I usually go, "What are you working on?" And depending on how they frame that question, yeah, it tells me a lot about them. Yeah. Because I'll get, I'm like, what are you working on right now? And they're like, what do you mean working on? I'm like, I don't know. What are you doing? Like, what are you, what are you working on? And they're like, oh, I'm, I work at a bank. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You know, but I've said that to some people, less obviously during COVID, but I used to go to fucking, we mean you, we used to go to fucking networking things like business events with like hundreds of people and meet fucking random people, right? Yeah. And, you know, so sometimes I'm like, oh, what are you working on? They're like, oh, I work at a bank. Or, but then sometimes I go, what are you working on? And they're like, well, I'm a, you know, carpenter by trade, but I'm working on a fucking movie right now. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. and it's like th by asking that, um, they kind of show you a little bit more. So I like, I like doing that. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, you're asking the person what they're spending their energy on, not yes. what do they have to do every day when they yeah. wake up? Yeah. Like it's not, what do you do for a live? Yeah. What do you, yeah. But, um, I, when people ask me what I do for a living, I don't even like, I don't like the word entrepreneur has been so co-opted by it's fucking bastardized by grifters. Right. Yeah. yeah it's it's just been like, I'm a fucking entrepreneur as soon as they buy one Dogecoin. Right. Like it's just that's, like, that's why when we introduce the pod podcast, we say we're business guys. We yeah. don't say we're entrepreneurs. Yeah. Business. I, yeah. Business owner, I think is something. Um, well, when people ask me what I do, I say I'm in the wine business. Right. 
even on my, like my Facebook, on my jobs or whatever, even on my LinkedIn, it doesn't say owner at Shrugging Doctor. It says sales. Because right. that's what I do for my business. I do the sales part. Like, I don't even, I, I don't know. I don't literally identify with, I don't like entrepreneur mm. as a word. Like, maybe. Because it's wrapped in people that have an identity and trying to start stuff. And trying to be something. You know, one of the biggest things I... Serial entrepreneur. You ever hear this? Oh, yeah. That's a common, like, with these MLM types. I love the loaded LinkedIn pages that have, like, 14 different things. Serial entrepreneur. Fuck does that mean? You're a serial offender <laughs> at serial the company's office. What does that mean? You keep failing? Serial You're entrepreneur? at the company's office a lot. I don't know. Yeah. I don't like it. No, neither do I. It's gross. You know, you know what I want to do? Start a cereal company. And then say I'm a cereal <laughs> entrepreneur. entrepreneur. Yeah. And you name your cereal company what's spelled like cereal killer? Yeah. Ooh. Cereal. Oh. Cereal. TM. No, no, Trademark no. that. Here, trademark that, Jamie. I'm going to trademark this before this episode comes out. Cereal with an S? Breakfast cereal. No, no, no. Cereal, yeah. Cereal, cereal. No, just breakfast cereal. No, I like... You can make your own company. Cereal <laughs> with an S. Cereal with a C. Cereal, cereal. We are a, we are cereal, cereal. You go ahead. <laughs> you try my shit out of that. I'm going to fucking register that business before you before this episode comes out. Do it. Um, Spend your money. I don't care. It's like 60 bucks to fucking register a business. It absolutely is. To register a name. No. Not to, to form a corporation. Yeah. No, to register a sole proprietorship. It's 60, okay. 65 bucks, I think. Okay. Maybe, yeah, okay. It's like 300 to do a corporation plus lawyer fees, but... Right. You can register a corporation by yourself, but you probably shouldn't. Right. That's my second business tip I'm just day. sore about my lawyer fees. I pay a lot in lawyer fees. It's it's hundred percent worth it. Form a corporation, hundred percent. Don't Fuck. do it. Don't do it yourself. Don't don't do yourself. don't form don't, a corporation. If if I say, no, but where I'm, did you do your annual minutes, and you don't have a good answer, you're going to jail. You, you better not have yeah. a fucking. Corporation. You're going to jail. You're going to fucking jail. Um, America though has most of our sixty percent of our listeners are American, according to my statistics. Nice. Um. You have LLCs. I love LLCs. Which are much, they're cheaper than corporations, but you get the same liability or the same lack of liability. Yeah. Um, lack of liability corporation. Yeah. Limited liability. LLCs are great. Look into forming an LLC if you want to start a business. Uh, we don't have that in Canada. We just have sole proprietorships, partnerships, and then corporations. Yeah. But an LLC is like the ease of a partnership with the with the benefits of a corporation. LLCs yeah. are great, but we just don't have those in Canada. But if you're Canadian, you're listening to this and you have a business that's a sole proprietorship or a partnership, uh, spend the money, make it a corporation. The tax savings alone will pay for uh, yeah. the corporation. Hundred, no, like Especially was, if you're in a business where you might potentially get sued or fucked over. But or not even like, just the taxes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if yeah, yeah, if yeah, you're planning true. on making more than 30 grand a year as the business, yeah. uh, you'll save money on taxes if you become a corporation. Yeah. Yep. It's like half the tax rate that you pay as an individual. Yep. Yeah. 
hunt no that was one of the best things i did early on in my business yep yeah um that was a lot of business tips but i hate these people well number one i hate people that think being an entrepreneur is drop shipping shit on ebay shit on ebay or joining an mlm yeah there's a Always Sunny in Philadelphia clip where uh, Danny DeVito gets called back to like run the company that he founded or whatever, right? And they're like getting fit with these like 90s bright suits with the suspenders and shit. And Charlie Day asks Danny DeVito, he's like, what is, what is, what is the company, what do we make? And Danny DeVito goes, we make money. He's <laughs> like, no, 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 but like what do we produce what do we he's like we produce profits like he's like no no no. (laughs) what do we you know what do we do whatever right and it's just like that's such a like it's funny but like then i think about it it's like i know so many people like that they're like well no it's just like we buy and sell we may just make money yeah you know it's like i manufacture like i manufacture a product and sell it you build literally build things like yeah, I create value out of piles of shit. Which I like, and I guess like stock trading isn't exactly creating any value per se. You know, but I, like at a certain, I get a lot of accomplishment. The fact that I can take berries and glass bottles <laughs> and manufacture something that people drink. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I take a lot of accomplishment in that. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and as I'm sure you take a lot of accomplishment in, um, building a fucking house <laughs> like yeah right yeah 100 percent. but there's so many people that go their entire lives never creating value for anybody most people no no but i mean entrepreneurs like right yeah yeah as yeah. there's there's a lot like i don't want I, the, their focus is like how do i get recognized how do i do something like they're thinking about the the surface level of uh, what do i need to do to get the recognition to be you know, a top 10 Forbes entrepreneur, like that's the end goal. And it's, it's, it's gross. And I don't like it. Serial entrepreneurs. Fuck off. It's gross. I don't like it. I don't <laughs> fuck like it. off. Die in a hole. You can live. It's fine. No, whatever. Die in a hole. Okay. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks for listening. My name is Willows. And my name's not Willows. It's and- Tyler. True. And uh, this is Alcohol Beyond This Point, the, the podcast. podcast where we do this. Basically, you just listen to it. Uh, that's Alcohol Beyond This Point on Instagram, Alcohol Beyond This Point podcast on Facebook. Um, please give us a follow. We really appreciate it. Um, comment on the YouTube video if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, if you're anywhere where you can comment, please leave us some comment uh, where you're listening from. We really appreciate that. Um this is episode 37, which is a prime number, by the way. I You're Googled welcome. it. And, uh... Thanks. Yeah, right? Like, I don't know. Like, you sure? It. You're like, yeah. sure, right? Yeah. Like, I don't... Like, it's just... It's... What? Yeah. It's enough. It's fine. Alcohol Beyond This Point podcast. This isn't two podcasters talking business. This is two business guys trying to podcast.